Valverde. Dost dost have thou a mug of ale for me and me mate? He has been pitched in battle for a fortnight and has a king's thirst for the frosty brew thus thou might have for thus. because we got a whole bunch of us round round the fire doing a 12-team mock draft. Uh, great, great stuff. The uh, NFL draft is behind us, so now it's worthy of, of doing mock drafts, and we're excited about it. And uh, basically, can't wait to get in. we got a couple guys uh, from out of the state that are Skyping in. So you'll you'll hear them. I'm gonna introduce them in a minute. But as usual, to my left, I got Houdini. Across the way, I got Stag Party, Dogmatica in the mix. Uh, we got uh, Pyromaniac Mo hailing out of uh, good old Michigan, and then we got PK Ripper with us. First time he's ever done a mock draft with us. Uh, been a contributor with us uh, for the last. Uh, handful of months uh, been awesome i am d-rex we are pyromaniac.com and uh damn this is gonna be fun this is exciting this is our first mock draft on the podcast of the 2016 season uh i don't know how many we'll do i'm not gonna hold us to any sort of number but i could see us doing two or three uh what's going on fellas first we'll let the guys chime in i'll let pyromaniac mo how you doing buddy you ready to uh you gonna bring home the bacon tonight i'm gonna bring home something brother um, yeah, I'm doing well, man. Uh, summer's fast approaching. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, drinking a Founders IPA tonight. And, uh, you know, one thing I really like about the early drafts is helping me with my tiers, especially now that we got the rookies out there, kind of seeing how they fall, where other people start to pick them really helps me set my tiers. So I'm looking forward to it. Couldn't agree more, dude. It's like, to be honest, I've been working on my tears a little bit here and there over the last three days, and then I was kind of like, screw it. This mock draft is going to totally help me make my tears, and I'm going to be I'm gonna be actually trying to go by my tears. They're kind of version 3, but they're not done-done. Version so 2.7. Yeah, so this is going to be a perfect thing to help me kind of make some real-time decisions, and I'm going to be marking this version of my, uh, my tier sheet uh, to help me with version 3 for the draft kit. Well, then I guess that's where I have the advantage over you, because I did my version 3.0 so I have that one done but I haven't actually turned it in yet yeah so this may help to change uh, some of my opinions as well yeah. so uh, if that be the case then so be it 
And Daisy's, and Daisy's to get having up. problems getting up. But hey, shocker. <laughs> so we'll go over the draft order real quick for you. We got Pyromaniac Mo holding down the number one spot, followed up by PK Ripper there. Uh, the Merkin Monsters is that a D Rex team? That's me. Uh, we got. Number four is... It's the, it's the Merkin Mopers. Mopers, sorry. Yeah, Mopers. I only get like four letters on here, so... I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys know what a Moper is later on the show. It's good stuff. So, then uh, Stag Party is going to come in at number four. Uh, skin Flute Jam Session, which is Dogmatica team number one. The Oompa Loompa Trumps. We, we got Houdini with the sixth pick. I Cutler Myself. Uh, I, I Cutler Myself to death. Is uh, OC over there? Uh, he'll be drafting, but he won't be out on the mics with us tonight, so you won't get to hear his input. So we'll just ride him to death. Uh, then we got Ezekiel two five one seven with the ninth pick. Uh, up your butt, Jobo is uh, Jobu is tenth pick, and Prescription <laughs> Hugs uh, eleven, and then the one Jitaquitas is Stag Party again at number twelve, bringing up the wraparound for all you, you fellas. Go, Mo. I believe we left off party with your pants golf. <laughs> uh, we did leave party with your pants golf at the number eight pick. So we'll try to get that draft order cleaned up. Uh, you know, For I, those I, of you my, scoring at home. My, my pants were off when I went through the draft order, apparently. <laughs> well, we're glad that um, we can't see Mo below the waist because something tells me he's, 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 got, he's gone Cherokee down there. It's a good day when the belt hits the ground. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, how do we want to do this? Is there anything we want to talk about, or should we just get into it? Because we're going to have plenty of... No, no, no. We're going to have plenty of freeform talk during this. One of the things I, we, I need to mention is we are going to break the cardinal uh, rule of not talking about players w- while in the midst of a draft. Just for the sake of you guys, the listeners, and having fun, we will be, hopefully not too much, but we're not going to shy away from talking about players that aren't drafted. Now, don't do that in your real draft because you might cue someone off to take someone they didn't even have in I mind. would literally stab you. Yeah, I get, I, we go nuts. We go nuts. Um, it's like being at that uh, high, high stakes blackjack table and being the guy that's hitting on a, on a, on a 17. Like, what are you doing? And that's why I don't play blackjack. Yeah, that's why I don't, I don't play either. Because I'm that guy and everyone hates me. And my dad, like, why is this guy following me? All right. Well, let's get her started. And we'll do some freeform talking. And uh, just wanted to let you guys know out there, out of town, thanks for being there. OC, excited to uh, have you on board, even though you're just going to be drafting. And, uh, fellas, this is fun. Let's get, let's get going. Uh, may the best team win. Um, Hopefully it's mine. <laughs> and with the first pick of the NFL draft, Roger Goodell. Boo! Oh. We've got Pyromaniac Mo on the clock. Yeah, as I said, I'm using tonight to uh, really see where the rookies fall. I'm working on my third version of my tiers. So what I've done, one, I've got my printout, and then I'm going to mark, you know, basically arrows up, arrows down. So that I can readjust later. I'm just sort of getting an overall consensus. That's what I think is great about mocks. Uh, you can write where guys are going, write yourself little notes, and then reorganize later. Another thing I've done that I advise folks to do is next to all the players, I've put their EDP. So whether you use MFL 10 or uh, Fantasy Pros, you get an idea of where guys are going. So if I really like a guy, but I realize I'm in the third round and his ADP is sixth, I know I can gamble and 
be willing to bet he's going to be hanging around later. So that's two tips that I'm using tonight to uh, make my tiers better, make my draft better. And I'm going to start it off with Mr. Todd Gurley. Oh, Gurley, oh. man. The only thing that sort of concerns me about Gurley is, you know, will he catch the ball more? Is he going to, you know, have receptions on, on the docket? Um, is that going to be a part of his game? Because usually the top overall running backs, you know, they end up with 55-plus receptions in a season. Todd Gurley was in the lower part of the numbers last season with 27 receptions. That's something he's got to add to his game. What do you got to say, Mo? You took him first. Well, with the Jeff Fisher offense, Lord knows, you know, I'm uh, I'm almost 40, so I think I have to sign a contract. Dad's over 40. Love, Jeff Fisher. So uh, I, I might have to change my, my sway on him. I haven't liked him as a coach, but... That dude loves to run the ball. Uh, Rams last year, according to 4 for 4 in the red zone, 59% running the ball. So uh, I like Gurley, especially with that uh, offensive mindset. All right, next up we've got uh, P.K. Ripper selected from the two slot. Yeah, guys, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick Antonio Brown, wide receiver from Pittsburgh Steelers. think he's in... Excellent choice here at the second spot. Could have went number one overall if you were higher on a receiver, but um, I really like Antonio. I like his output. I like what he brings to the table every year in fantasy. He's consistent, and he could blow the top off of you every week. So that's who I'm going with. Definitely. And one thing we didn't mention is we were drafting in a standard league. Uh, you know, So no PPR bonuses, nothing like that. And we're going to draft two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex uh, just to get you some different strategies and a little things like that. And then we'll go 16 rounds for the folks at home. Yeah, and uh, Ripper, what was uh, your team name there again? <laughs> you know it. My team name um, is Todd Pax Bozo Green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Merck and Moper. I think you're on the clock. Merck and Mopers are up? Nice. All right. I'm taking my favorite player in the league. Um, it's a little scary, but I'm just going to do it. And I'm, I'm kind of – to give some pointers is what uh, – in the way that Mo is doing. On this – in this draft, I'm going to try basically – I've got two teams in this one, um, two different names. This is the Merck and Mopers. Um, what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and mold and craft two different types of teams. I'm going to go here. Obviously, this one I'm going to take a – a Julio Jones, and I'm going to go Julio with the first pick, and I'm going to craft this one around kind of that whole, uh, you know, maybe heavier on the early, whatever. I've said enough. But <laughs> the other team is going to be in, in, in of a different mold, and really why I do that is and the same reason why you do mock drafts is you audit at the end, you look and you feel, hey, which of these two approaches uh, I, did I feel better about? Another thing I really like is one of these teams is actually in the beginning of the draft, and another one's in the end of the draft, which is always helpful because you can get two sides of the spectrum, what's happening if you're, if you're drafting in the earlier part of the serpentine, and what's happening at the end. But Julio Jones... I'm happy with this guy. Um, we'll see. I think they can bounce back. I think two years under the belt of uh, being under this new offense, and they got to be better than they were last year. Matt Ryan was terrible. Julio was awesome. I think there's three wide receivers, and I know that this is 
blasphemous and kind of over-the-top talk, but that's what I do. I think there's three wide receivers that could have 2,000 yards this season with the amount of peppered and, and amount of targets they're going to get. Are three guys going to hit that? No friggin' chance. But there are three guys that can do it. Julio Jones is one of them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, so now we got the Smelling Salt Cowboys. Myself uh, at number four. Uh, it's a spin on the Cocaine Cowboys. And Great there, movie. <laughs> there's nobody out there probably doing more smelling salts, uh, you know, in his future because he can't do anything else than Le'Veon Bell. Just trying to get back on the field from an injury. But just the things he could do that no other wide receiver could, or no other running back can do because he's practically a wide receiver out there sometimes uh, just gives me a great sort of bottom line. I'm worried about his health. But as the second running back off the board, I'm, I'm swinging for the fences. I think it's a great pick at this point in time. I'm, I'm a big Le'Veon Bell fan for, for exactly that because he gives you home run capability in games. And he's not, you know, he, even when he's, as long as he's playing, that's, that's the only key. You know, his, his floor is so high as long as he's playing and his ceiling can be ridiculous. So uh, I think it's a great pick at four. Remember a year five, ago? Actually, right? Remember a four, year ago? It's a little bit down the road uh, from now. But remember when they were showing him in um, training camp and OTAs and whatnot, how fast he was? And they were splitting him out and just the moves. I think it was Dog or Stag Party. You sent a, 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 like a YouTube or a Vine out that just showed him at the line. He was svelte. That guy's ridiculous. So if he can stay healthy, is there, there's really probably no reason to think that he won't be one of the number one, the number one scorer. I mean, if he can stay healthy the whole time. I hope it happens, man. I love that guy. This guy is definitely a limit for that guy. I mean, he's, he's got every single bit of talent in the book, so that, that's a great pick. Kudos to you. All right, so I guess I, uh, I got a pick here. And you know what? I used to hate him, and I actually still hate him, but I'm taking him anyway. <laughs> uh, give me an ODB, and you know what? The Josh Norman thing coming to, the conference, uh, coming to his division, people are going to be scared off by that a little bit. First of all, one, it's only two games. Second of all, if you noticed, it brought Odell's game up a bit. It gets him hyped, you know, and that's the type of guy that if you get him hyped up and you get him hyped up to play throughout the year, one game can get that guy just going and raring to actually dominate a game. And that's another thing. Either way, he's going to dominate games. He's going to win you weeks on his own. That's a rare thing for a wide receiver to be able to do. Uh, when that guy uh, is on his game, He's, he's playing like nobody else in the league. Uh, there, You can't hate any of these guys in the top five. They could each go number one pick overall, and I, I'd have very little qualms arguing with you. Like, ODB's got that safe weekly floor where he's going to get 100 yards or a touchdown. He's done it in 22 of his you know 27 career games. And it's just ridiculous what he's been able to do on the field. So... No qualms about any of these guys in the top five. You can make an argument for any of them going number one, and I'm not going to fight with you about it. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, now here's what's interesting. So now I'm up now at number six with the Oompa Loompa Trumps. You know, a little bit of orange. Oompa, Oompa. And this is this is kind of the fear of what is going to happen in drafts this year. Now here we are, five picks through. We have three wide receivers gone and only two running backs off the board. So, and I also believe, like like D Rex does, that it's those three wide receivers that have been taken. Those are the elite. Those are the stars. Those are the guys that are just head and shoulders above the rest. Which, you know, a guy here like me who's been talking about wanting to go wide receiver, wide receiver, I can't right now. 
and and so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the old reliable. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the uh, the purple people eater, yeah. and I'm gonna take Adrian Peterson. Good pick. Yeah, I mean he's got a safe floor. We're just talking out in general. I mean, could he rush for 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns this season? Probably, yeah. I mean, but there's been very few players his age do it repeatedly. And but that offense is so much centered around him that it's such like Ted, Teddy Bridgewater. Are you kidding me? <laughs> add to the, add to the fact that I mean he he's got one of the easiest schedules in the league for a running back. So I, I think that's I don't want to say it's a no brainer there, but for me I'm, I I would have made the same pick. Half brain. <laughs> I was thinking about with my third pick of taking him. Just yeah. Just so it's no. Sure. I was like you know what, but I wanted to get one of those elite guys because then I just to see what what happens out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Who's up? We've got I, I, OC making the pick from abroad. So, who he's, do you think he's, he's, got a, he's got his girlfriend picking for him? <laughs> <laughs> from abroad? <laughs> well, let's hope not. I mean, maybe she could be better than us. We don't know that. I have a, I have a feeling PK Ripper is going to have to take a dump, and his pick's going to come around, and his daughter's going to grab. One. He's going to take. She's going to. She's going to take the helm on one. I, I think the broad that he's with, though. I think a woman like that would hang out with us if we weren't paying. So, so the comments from OC as he makes his selection of Jamal Charles at the seventh overall pick, because he loves him some Charles, would have taken AP, you know, if he wasn't taking a spot later, and he didn't think there was a true wide receiver that could anchor his team um, for, to go forward. So he took a Jamal Charles coming off, you know, a major knee injury. But last time he did that, he had one of his bigger seasons ever. Yep. Do I think that's necessarily going to repeat it at this age twenty nine season? Not necessarily. Plus, they've been a little bit more careful with his workload the last couple of years, so he doesn't have that same sort of upside of, you know, 320 touches that he used to, but he's probably going to be a guy who's safely in the 250 range. And he, he always averages five yards of carry. Yeah, the guy, the guy is... <laughs> it doesn't matter how much he gets. <laughs> he's lightning when he touches the ball. So, you know, he was the other guy that I was considering when I was taking Peterson, but I just... Peterson gives you more durability. And so at that point in time, that's why I went with him. But I, I don't think the Charles pick is a bad one at all. He is my uh, fourth running back that I have on my tiers. Yeah. There's a couple guys that I have slightly ahead of him, but no arguing with Jamal Charles and his track record. Or with... Party with your pants off. We've got Pyromaniac Mo on the clock. Well, this is one I'm a little torn. Um, I, I'm usually, and I was planning on kind of what D Rex is doing. Uh, basically, having one philosophy for one team, a different philosophy for another. But we always say go with the talent. And like Bruce Lee, man, be like water. He was a master of all different kinds of martial arts. Uh, he, he never restricted himself to one discipline, and I'm not going to restrict myself to one mindset. So although I am a proponent of uh, do the opposite, Paul Chargian, others call it uh, zero RB, and I had planned on going wide receiver here, I've got David Johnson as uh, in my top tier. And even Paul Chargian, I think, will say that there's about three or four backs that if they're available – even though he's a big proponent of going wide receiver early, if you can grab those three or four backs that you really like, that you believe in, take them. David Johnson's in my my tier one. I don't have any tier two receivers, so I'm grabbing David Johnson. Makes sense to me. I mean, I think David Johnson, Jamal Charles, they're all in that second tier of running back for me personally. The question is, he's got a lot of competition in the backfield. 
does Arian stay true to his word, give him a full workload, like he says he is, like they think he's going to be a you know, future bell cow back, or do they you know, pump the brakes a little bit, you know, play a little safer, get, get him maybe 250 touches rather than 300, and then that that's the only differentiating factor. But Dave Johnson, if he got a full workload and scored touchdowns at the rate he did last season, it's going to be a monster. Do you remember when you were a kid and used to have, like, opposite day? Do you remember when people used to say, say that in the kid? That's what Bruce Arians is. Everything he says, don't believe it, go with the opposite. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I do believe in David Johnson. I think that the kid's a stud and he's got every potential to be a workhorse back. But anything that Arians, anything that comes out of that guy's mouth, I don't believe it, worth a, 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 a stitch. So, I mean, I think that there might be a bit more of a committee there. They might want to hold him off a little bit during the season and then bring him on harder later. So, I mean, you'll have him really hard for the fantasy playoffs, I feel. But I think during the season, it wouldn't shock me at all if they lightened the workload just to make sure that people had, uh, you know, they had their their goal back at the uh, end of the schedule. I'm kind of with you on Bruce Arians. Uh, not believing exactly what he says. And a lot of times he has not opted for young guys, opted for older guys. Uh, but, you know, I test, love what I saw of David Johnson. Last year, Arizona, big-time scoring team, uh, ninth in rushing attempts, 452. So I think there's plenty to go around, plus he catches out of the backfield. And Chris Johnson and uh, the Duke, I'm just not as concerned uh, that they're going to be cannibalizing Johnson as much. Agreed, agreed. So, yeah. we'll try not to have that noise go through. That, but it's, that, kind of, it's kind of a nice sensation. That was my bad because uh, I, I was I was muting for it and I told Stags what my pick was and I didn't realize that it was going to make noise when he put it in there. But uh, because my team name here coming up for my uh, first pick here, number nine overall, thank you Ezekiel Elliott for coming into the league so I can name my team Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. This passage I got memorized sort of fits the case. Ezekiel 25:17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. There you go. So we, I got, we just blew out a couple air drums. Sorry about that. I'm going to lay my vengeance on you, my you know. So. I got one question. Who's up next? It's me. That's oh. So, so laying my vengeance upon you, Ezekiel twenty-five seventeen. We select my favorite of the wide receivers still on the board, Des Bryant, resident Desbian. I'm going back. Not scared. Second year. <laughs> Gonna collect my money. I've got no problems with Des. The only thing is there's maybe one wide receiver who many people are going to have slightly higher than Dez. If you have Dez a little bit higher, you know, than DeAndre Hopkins, good for you. If you have Hopkins a little higher than Dez, you know, they both have their merits. Quarterback situation sort of is the the end-all, be-all. 
And he was born as he was born. Stag party. <laughs> he, he was born a lesbian. I don't have to stick up stick, for him. He's sticking. He's sticking with it. You do okay. not have to stick. He, 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 he right. is what he is. Come on. Dogmatic. All right, I'm gonna try something I don't normally try. Oh, I know what it is. Oh, of course, you know exactly what it is. Another player that I've always hated, and I still hate him. Give me a Grok. I knew that. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't normally try this. It's not usually uh, my, my style. Um, I, I, I usually wait off on the. Uh, thank you for doing that. Who did that for me? It's it's me. Okay. Well, what, what are you doing with it? <laughs> Play my s- skin flute. What? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't normally do uh, the, the, the tight ends early. I love to wait off on them because I could usually get some really good value later. But I'm going to try something new this time. And I think the, I don't know, I mean, Gronk is obviously head and shoulders above anybody else. No matter what you say about Reed this year or Olsen or whoever else you want to throw out there, uh, Gronk is always going to be head and shoulders above a, anybody else. And he's only, got the kid's only 27 years old still. I don't care that Brady's suspended for those first four games. That means he'll probably be thrown two more, to be quite honest. Um, so, you know, and he's got a terrible schedule, too. That's never affected him. I'm just interested to see where this goes, having a tight end as, as the initial pick. When it gets to the 10th pick, you know, most people, most leagues will be drafting him maybe a couple of picks before that. This is about where he might go. I don't know. What's his ADP at this point? Anybody know? Very early second round, uh, pick 16. Okay. I'm trying it. Screw it. Uh, we'll see where this draft goes with it. It's what uh, these early, early mock drafts are for, and uh, hopefully it works out. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah no problem. To be honest, that's not what I thought you were going to do, to be honest. What did you I, think? Uh, I can't. I Oh, I'm up. Oh, you um, can't say it. Yeah, I, I can't say it. You know what I thought? It's between two people for me, but it's, I, I'm going to take one of us. I'm going to be ballsy here. I thought you were going to take this guy. I thought you were going to take the guy that somehow, somewhere... Mr. Houdini thinks his namesake is coming back to him, and it ain't. Uh, and I was, I was thinking that was kind of weird. I thought you were going to take the Ezekiels. We're going to have Ezekiel on the team. Well, they were hoping that they was going to come back to them in the second round. Yeah. Bruh, I got two picks at the end. Yeah. You think he's coming back? No way. I'm, right now, right now, I'm, I'm, I got trade bait for Stag Party. I'm gonna, after this pick, I'm like, all right, I need a, an ounce of weed. No. Nope. I need a twelve pack of beer. I need one of those bras that's friends with your girl from Tinder, and then we're even on uh, Ezekiel. You down? Nope. Ah, damn it. Okay, then I'm not taking him. I'll leave him for him. Just kidding. I'm going Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I mean, running back six. You know, some people have him running back one. Some people have him you know, running back ten. I have him running back eleven, so that's why I was not going to grab him that early. Really. I mean, he's just got such upside in so, in so many different categories, receiving and Rushing the ball and you know that offensive line and touchdowns just dog doesn't like rookies so it's not so much that I don't like it's not so much I don't like rookies because I'm I, I'll be honest and you're right I, I'm not the biggest fan of rookies they usually have a tough time adjusting it's rare to find a really top notch uh, running back rookie this guy is not as talented as a Todd Gurley. Okay, nope. plain and simple. He does have a great line in front of him, but I will also tell you I mean you know they're going to throw the ball around too, not just that but he's got a lot of competition man. It's not, and this isn't like uh, he's got the Duke and, and uh, you know, over in Arizona. It's not like the Duke and Chris Johnson behind him. You're talking about a workhorse, young Alfred Morris, and a, a McFadden who did really well for them last year. You know, this is not to, like a, to potatoes, you know, going at him. This is, <laughs> this is really good competition. They're just, they're not going to just throw this guy into the fire. 
uh, the way you guys think they are, they, they're going to mix and match with this sort of thing. Not only that, the only thing that's a problem, real quick here, before Mo throws his two cents in on it, is that you're not, it's to me, is that you're taking him with a first round pick. You know, that's to me where it's like, I don't mind if I'm taking him the third round or if I'm getting him late second round or something like that. At least I could justify it a lot more than I'm basing my draft and my my year this year on Ezekiel Elliott as a first round pick. But, sorry, Mo, before you go on, let me just, let me just pick. <laughs> that's not what happens. If you're basing your, your, your draft and your season on your first overall pick, then I wouldn't make that pick. But what I, what I, because I think I've busted big time on first round picks and done very, very well. We True. all have. True. We all yeah, have. Yeah. Well, then why but, wouldn't you just wait to the second round to take him? Because I knew he wasn't going to let him, and I want, I kind of like him. Okay. I, I think he's constant. I think he's going to, they're saying, dog, that they're going to throw him to the fire. But more so than that, and I, I think he'll be a constant player, but I think his upside, if they do go all girly on him, and they're like, you know, sorry, fellas, we're, it's not like they're paying Morris much money. It's $4 million over two years. It's True. Like, they got no lie. Fourth pick over that $4 million, it's like they're not worried about Morris. And Morris is just happy-go-lucky. Like, I'm happy to be here. He's just hoping for injuries. Uh, what do you got, Mo? Yeah, I'm scared of going rookies super early, but if you want Ezekiel Elliott, MFL 10, his average right now is basically the 12th pick. So if you want Elliott on MFL 10s, and I was looking at only, um, not the mocks, the real MFL 10 drafts, uh, if you want Ezekiel Elliott, you got to go first round in a 12-man league. And with the rookies this year, there's not a lot of guys that are going to be home run hitters. Ezekiel Elliott is probably your safest bet. And recently I went and looked back, I think the past seven years, back to 2009, I was looking at uh, RB1 and RB2, wide receiver 1, wide receiver 2. So basically I was looking at, RBs that finished 1 through 24 and wide receivers that finished 1 through 24. So we're talking 48 guys a year. 3.4 are rookies a year. So you don't have that many rookies that are going to really be top-end producers out of this year's class. Ezekiel Elliott, in, for my bang for my buck, is going to be your safest bet. I will also say I really hope that he grows up a little bit, too. I don't know if you guys remember when Ohio State that one game when he didn't he didn't get the ball as much as he wanted to. He cried like a little bitch, yeah. and he complained and he threw his coach under the bus and stuff. Dude, you can't do that if he's going to do that in the NFL. If he has any semblance of that sort of behavior, holy cow, he's he's in for a world of hurt. Another thing, he's already his, his outfit, the halter top thing at the at the, <laughs> at the draft. I mean, players already hate his guts. Um, so I agree. I don't like that side, but actually, one of the things Stag Party said a couple weeks ago or last week, you gotta let him be who he is. Um, I, I, I hope he's got, I hope he's shows some class and is ready to work. But um, I think it's the I'm, I'm drafting a guy that's going the highest pick at the running back position besides uh, since Trent Richardson, who was a bust on that team, and that's why that's why I'm doing it. I'm going for a Bell Fair Day. Okay, baby, mommy's gotta go out now. When will I get a brother? You said I was going to get a brother to play with. Yeah, well, that's why Mommy's going to happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll take probably the two quickest picks of the day with just how it's shaped out. I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins and go back to that with Allen Robinson. All right, all right. Damn, Damn. Hey, then that's his favorite thing ever. That's like his whole hopes that he gets the 12th pick in every draft and gets those two. Like, I mean, it's not a bad. If, it's not a bad way to come get, out. Okay, if you get DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, you get DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. You get you know one of those sort of receiving you, combos. You're set, especially in a two wide receiver league. Who's gonna have better wide receivers than me? No one. Nobody. 
Ain't nobody. Ain't well, nobody. all right, so. Back to D-Rex. Back to D-Rex. Oh, it's on to me, huh? All right, so sure. I'm at, with the last pick, I took Ezekiel in. Good, good times. Hmm, this is interesting. I like it, I like it. All right, I am going to take on this <laughs> team. That? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. I talk to if you guys. If there was a fly on the wall, and you could hear how I talk to Daisy and myself. It's really weird. So this team name is <laughs> Prescription Hugs, and uh, you, you know, the 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 hugs. The, if they say the drugs don't work, they do. Believe me. All right, I'm taking. <laughs> Didn't understand a word what you're talking about. I know <laughs> they work. I told you. <laughs> oh, this is tough. All right, come on, man, make a pick. Just shush. <laughs> All right, I'm going, and I'm doing it. Oh, I'm going AJ Green. Yeah, I mean, I think DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, AJ Green—they're all right there with all the targets that were lost in Cincinnati. You know, who's going to pick those up? You know, it's going to be a lot of A.J. Green. A.J. Green's going to get a huge market share next season. And he had actually one of his lowest market share seasons of his career last year. I find it very interesting how D-Rex was hating hard on A.J. Green last year. The one thing I'll say, it's you, dog. Your strength of schedule for both him and his quarterback. And I like this I like this guy, Tyler from Pitt, who I think is better than the, any of the two guys. I mean, he's a rookie, I know, but I like him better than what he's had helping him out in that situation. I think I think that team's going to be good. I think they're going to be really good. They almost got to the AFC Championship without friggin' uh, uh, Dalton. I think that... I don't well, know you, how Marvin said that every year for the last yeah, they, eight years. They both I, won a playoff game. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I don't know how Marvin's got a job. I agree with you there, Houdini. But let's see. He's he's marginal. This I'm I'm testing here. I'm testing the waters. There was there was another way I could have gone, but I'm taking a chance. He'll kick ass free for for four games. Yeah, the he other does win. He does win you like two games outright, and he gives you um, an aneurysm for two games outright. And but with that strength of schedule, I like I like what I'm getting. And, and he's giving you a nice balance at wide receiver for your uh, high upside risk type pick in the first round of Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Yeah, it's giving you safety. Yep. Safety dance. Now, well, what do, you, what do you do when you've drafted a tight end in the first round, dog? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm actually extremely happy that this guy fell to me. I'm so glad that he wasn't taking the last three because this guy is going to outdo all of them. Jordy Nelson, he will. Plain and simple. When you are an angry uh, QB about what happened last year with an Aaron Rodgers, if it was an angry Jay Cutler, I'd stay away. But this is an angry, upset, you know, with the way he played and the way everything worked out, Aaron Rodgers. He loves the fact that Jordy Nelson's coming back. And Jordy Nelson is also a week-to-week consistent scorer, plain and simple. I mean, he just, he puts it. He puts it all out there every single week, and he gets you points. You're not have to. You don't really have to worry about whether he's going to score for you, because he will every single week. And some games he'll put up monster numbers. The guy's a touchdown machine as well. You know, you can't you can't forget that. Everything I've heard is that he's coming back from his injury, like uh, gangbusters. So I, I'm extremely happy getting this guy. Nice. All right. Well, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Who took Des Bryant is gonna lay some more vengeance upon the in the receiving game. <laughs> going after my guy, and especially because this is not a PPR league. He has extra value this year. And I'm picking the guy who's going to explode and become a top five wide receiver, uh, I believe, by the time the season's over. Sammy 
Watkins. Is he a junior? I call him Junior. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Sammy Watkins. I, I don't really have anything negative to say. But it's He's a ground moving. and ground offense. But there's no other receivers there. Who else is getting targets? He's moving down my list a little bit. But that's just because they don't throw enough. But great. I mean, talent-wise, the guys legit. They have a pretty, I don't want to say the easiest, but they have a pretty easy schedule. I mean, right up, just outside the top ten, easiest. So, um, that's a, definitely a bonus, no matter what. Heading over to party with your pants, <laughs> golf. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I took, originally with this team, um, took a running back, which I didn't really expect to be doing. Took David Johnson. There are some running backs didn't expect to be seeing here. That's tempting me. However, I'm really liking a Mike Evans this year. Um, I know he's got a rough SOS, but for those elite players, I don't think it affects them as much. And I just think Evans, um, I talked to Matt Harmon on a recent uh, FF talk, uh, reception perception. Mike Evans uh, bodes very well on reception perception. I think uh, Evans is going to have a, a better year than he did last year. I don't think the drops are going to be as big of an issue. Uh, I really like Evans, and that's what I'm going with. I mean, Mike Evans, there's no real qualms in picking him here. You could pick him over Sammy Watkins. I think he's in that sort of territory. You're picking him right where you need to, right in the middle of the second round. He's got huge upside. The yardage was there last year. The touchdowns weren't. You know, if you think there's going to be any chemistry things with Jameis coming, th- th- those are all, you know, potentially there. So I, I was gonna, I, I like the Mike Evans pick too because I believe that Jameis Winston is going to have a better uh, year this year, and I think that Mike Evans not dropping all those passes is going to be a big part of it. I believe Val Verde. I, I have this friend, and and he gave his cable guy fifty dollars, and then he got all the movie channels for free. Did you ever hear of anything like that? You mean illegal cable? Um, yeah. <laughs> Who told you that? What is his name? I want it. Oh, forget it. You're offering me a bribe. What you have just done is illegal. And in this state, if convicted, you could be fined up to $5,000 or spend six months in a correctional facility. <laughs> <laughs> so, while after Moe's pick of Mike Evans, uh, OC on the clock quickly took Keenan Allen. Pretty much said... 100 receptions, easy for uh, Keenan Allen next season. Sure, why not? It, it's something that could happen. I mean, do you trust a 35, 36-year-old Antonio Gates, Stevie Johnson to stay healthy, Travis Benjamin to repeat his season, you know, in terms of targets? Those things all have to go great, and Keenan Allen's still going to be great. <laughs> Listen, Keenan Allen was the next guy on my, on my tiers, and actually I had him above A.J. Green and Jordy Nelson, Ooh. believe it or not. Uh, what he did when he was healthy at the beginning of last year, and again, you know, where is the help that he's going to be the competition that he's going up against there? He's going to get all the passes. So, and and he has ridiculous volume games now, especially if it's PPR. I think he's even it's, it's even better. Yeah. Uh, he just needs to get more touchdowns. That's his only downside. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, it's me. I'm up again. Oopa loopa Trump. <laughs> well, so now this is an interesting situation. So I took, um, I'm sitting with Adrian Peterson here, and I will tell you that I was expecting for sure to go wide receiver with this pick. 
And it just seems to me that right now there are still some very good running backs that are on the board. Um, and it's a matter of kind of going with, uh, with my gut here. And I think I'm going to have to actually switch my tiers after this because I'm taking the one guy that's below uh, a guy that I have ranked higher and it's just because more of the, the feeling I have about what's going to go on with this team. And your loins. <laughs> Doug Martin to pair with Adrian Peterson. Dougie. He doesn't yeah. want to be called the muscle hamster. He wants to be called the Duggernaut. Well, what Doug Duggar Martin? nuts, Duggar nut. Yeah. You're, you're the muscle like hamster, and you're my second my second round pick. I agree. With Doug Martin and Adrian Peterson, you have the two running backs in the league to rush for over 1,400 yards last season. You know, that's a pretty strong base if both of them can repeat it, but 1,400 yard, yards every season is hard to come by. And, and well, I was just going to say, when I'm looking at my, my tiers, this is where it's like, I look at where the wide receiver is, and the wide receiver that I would take here, I don't see that much difference between who I would take here and who I'll take when it comes back around. Yeah. So at, at this point, there was still clear value at that running back position, so I figured I'd jump on it now. Smart. So I'm like play, it. Playing the board, not playing a strategy. Yeah, oh, I, I definitely like that. available it's, in your mind. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I, I agree with that. Plus, he has the easiest uh, rushing schedule mm-hmm. entirely, uh, does Doug Martin, which is always a huge bonus, of bonus. course. Um, and his quarterback has the hardest. And the wide receivers, sorry, yeah. Mike Evans' pick, I had the hardest. So when you've got that kind of discrepancy, uh, th- there's going to be a lot of running in that in, for him. And Sims is going to be great. He just needs to score more touchdowns. I mean, he needs to get back to that rookie year sort of double-digit touchdown you know, level, and he'll be a money pick. He'll, he can justify being a first-rounder, not just a second-rounder. But those rushing touchdowns have to come back. PK, I got a question for you. PK Ripper. Um, you know, I think that I'm happy that he stuck around Tampa Bay and he didn't leave, so he doesn't have to learn a new system, doesn't have to, you know, usually we get a little scared when people get their money and you think, is he going to loaf it in? I don't feel like he's that player. He had to really work to get that money, and it's not even the most, he, he could use another big one uh, after this. What do you think? You liking, uh, you liking Doug, uh, Doug Martin and uh, on that team? Yeah, definitely. I think Dougie, he could run the ball well, man. He's proved it last year after bouncing back after a couple, you know, seasons where it was a little down after the rookie season. So he showed he belonged there. And I think with, with Jameis in play there, opens things up for him too. Mike Evans could take the top off the defense. He can't load the box on the guy. Plus, you know, I think he has a good complimentary back there with with um, with Sims over there. I, I think everything is going in the right direction for Dougie to repeat from last year. Nice. And the other interesting thing was that pick of Doug Martin, I broke the string. That was seven straight wide receivers that were taken before that. So if you go to the Paul Charchian, you know, to kind of do the opposite thing, that's that's exactly what happened right there, too. It is the weirdest looking uh, first picks in the second round I've seen in a while that we've got on here. That's right. It changes from year to year, but I'm, when I'm looking at those names, like, wow, that is a, that's a lot of new blood right in there, including Dougie Martin. It's good flute jam. All right. Um, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> sounded a little too excited about handing the baton off to him on that one. Especially leaving it at Skin Flute Jam instead of Skin Flute Jam Session. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the same uh, jam session I did. It just says jam. Yeah, that's high stuff. Oh, the oh, fair, brother. Oh, <laughs> Good lord. Hey, you named the 
team. I, I didn't name it Skin Flute Jam. You didn't name it Skin Flute. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Take that. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> you took my pick with Doug Martin. I will admit that. And the pick before that, Keenan Allen, I was hoping he would drop too. I'll be honest. Those are those were two of my next two picks. So I, I'm actually going to go a little bit safer on this one. Um, I, you know, there's t- there's times when you take chances and times when you go safe. This guy gets a, just a, a ton of touches. He got a ton of touches last year, and he makes the most of them. He's incredible when it comes to catching passes out of the backfield. Uh, and uh, you know what? He's got a relatively easy strength of schedule, and there's just no, you know, not a lot of defense over there in that uh, NFC South, especially with now that Norman's gone too. So how about uh, Devonta Freeman? Which is the guy who I said I have to rearrange my tiers. I have Freeman above Martin, and that's going to get flat, flip-flopped. Yeah. I mean, those, those two are really right there, so I got it for you. Yeah. I mean, the guy I have ranked ahead of both of those guys, Doug Martin and Devonta Freeman, is Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, I'm sure. Miller. Uh, the potential, just if he gets more touches, it could be huge. Uh, coming off the board at running back, what, nine now? I definitely like it. Uh, right, right at his draft point, I've got him at running back six. Just, I think he's going to get a little bit more workload from this Texans offense. You know, I don't trust fully in Brock Osweiler, and that's going to pick up big for Lamar Miller. And just his ability to average closer to the five yards of carry rather than four point two, you know, four point oh league average last season, just gives me some upside in his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Just provides a lot of versatility. And they also have the benefit of the defense of the Texans being able to keep games close. It's going to keep him in the games longer than he was with Miami last year. It's very true. That's very true. I'm, I'm actually wondering. Has there been a team uh, in the last three years that you didn't have Lamar Miller on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Lamar Miller. Not by choice, though. Not by choice. You're talking about a skin flute jam session. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead, Mosey. I was just going to say, I was very tempted to go with Lamar Miller. Uh, he could be one of those players that I just draft because I want the dude on my team. I think... Uh, Brian's going to run the ball a lot. I think Miller uh, showed us flashes, but they never gave him the rock. And I'm invested. He's going to be one of my guys this year. Here's one of my problems, and I will mention this. Why in the world would you pay that much money for Brock Osweiler just to hand the ball off? They want to. They want to develop him. They want to get him moving. They draft receivers. They have a great, uh, you know, a, a great set of receivers to back up uh, Hopkins now. So they're going to try and actually throw that ball a little bit more. I think not to, uh, that's not taking anything away from Lamar Miller, uh, but it's just a, just a little bit scarier than I would normally say on a Houston team because it, they put a lot of money into Brock Osweiler and just to hand the ball off all the time is I, I just don't see that. I think they're more just going to use the running back to set up the passing game rather than the other way around. So I'm expecting Lamar Miller to get the rock early. You know, lots of play action opportunities coming off of that, being able to get DeAndre open down the seam. I think Lamar is going to be a little bit of second fiddle in this offense to a DeAndre Hopkins. He's never had to do that in his career, but still, DeAndre Hopkins got like 30% of the targets last season. That's that's still going to maintain true. Lamar Miller is going to get plenty of work. And the running back there got a ton of touches just all to himself. Well, there was, uh, there's another thing. I just got to throw this out there. There was, uh, you know, everybody blames Miami uh, quite a bit for why didn't you play him more? Why didn't you give him more carries? Why didn't you use him more? 
Do you think that they're all just completely just stupid as hell over there and just have no idea how to play football whatsoever? I think they saw something in Lamar Miller that said, you know what, maybe this guy can't handle 300-plus touches. Maybe that happens this year where Houston says, fuck it, let's turn him loose, and all of a sudden right around touch 230, 240, he gets injured. And there's maybe a reason behind the, you know, why the Dolphins didn't use him to that extent. I'm just, he's just a little risky, more risky than uh, I think you guys are actually thinking here. One thing we got to do, and then PK, I'll point it your way. We got to kind of keep drafting a little fast because we're, we're actually getting, it's going real slow. And that's fine. Maybe it'll get faster. But let's pick and we can keep talking about it. This is awesome because at this pace, we're going to have to divide this thing into two podcasts. Might be three. If that happens, I'm not totally, <laughs> I, I'm not pissed or anything. It's not a big deal. We can do it. But let's, let's move a little bit faster. Uh, one thing I will say about, and then I'm going to let you talk, PK, is. I feel like the Lamar Miller has less behind him than any other running back that's been taken so far. Uh, maybe Todd Gurley, otherwise. <laughs> but um, Lamar Miller, like he's got Devontae's got the, the the kid from Indiana from last year. I don't know why I keep spacing his name Tom last Coleman. few pod, pod, podcasts. Okay. Doug Martin's got Sims, Ezekiel Elliott, Dog Manica said all the talent. He's got David Johnson. I mean, they re-signed uh, CJ2K. Jamal Charles, they got a wealth there. Adrian Peterson's got McKinnon. Le'Veon had another awesome running back last year uh, in Williams. I mean, I like that Miller pick because it's not like anybody else is getting a carry in that Alfred. You're my boy, Bill. What do you got, PK? All right, so real quick, uh, I'll be quick about this. Lamar Miller, I think excellent pick right there. Um, Bill O'Brien loves to run the rock with his running backs. And um, as far as what Dog said, he came from Miami. Miami's got a history of misusing skilled players from Wes Welker down. I mean, I, I don't I don't even – Lamar Miller is going to blow up this year. Believe that. Okay. All right. I'm up on that. my pick. I'm picking – Get to the Chapo Rawls. I'm taking Rawls. He's got that top strength to schedule. He's got the man that's no longer there, and Mr. Ugly McSkittles. Uh, what, what's Fug, what? Fugly McSkittles. Fugly McSkittles. Um, I understand they got some stuff that happened on draft day, and I'll just have to hopefully uh, plan accordingly. But I like this guy uh, a lot. I think uh, he's probably going to get hurt, but when he's in there, He's an explosion factor. He a guy he had 200 yards in a game last week, year. Did anybody else have 200 yards in a game last year besides him? That team is made to just produce running what? situations. Yeah, it, it might have had one. He had, he had the broken leg that he's coming back uh, off of, but which is a clean injury. Yeah. I don't like that, but no, it's not. It's, it's not ligaments. It's not bad. Right. It's, it's not bad stuff. And Pete Carroll has already said that he is how their offense is going to run. That it's going to run through Rawls. So. Again, when you're in this day and age, and this is also not a PPR league, so that's also a big benefit for a guy like Rawls. Um, they did draft two running backs. Uh, one is the pass-catching guy, C.J. Procise. The other guy is uh, Alex Collins, uh, who's basically just more depth behind Rawls. So he's really not going to, uh, to challenge Rawls in any type of way. He's only there in case of an injury. So uh, it is a nice, clean path for him as well. So I like that. Third easiest rushing schedule in the league, too. Yeah, Not bad. Love that. The only player that I can think of off the top of my head that had a 200-yard game last season, already off the board, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I want to say that Doug Martin might have uh, been close. Oh, 235. Yes. Yeah, with no touchdowns. Yeah, Doug Martin was there too. <laughs> How do you do that? That's awesome. All right, <laughs> let's Lupa go. Trumps, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Who's, who's got who's, You're up. PK Rip, what do you got rolling, buddy? 
Are you turning? You're, you're on. You're on mute, buddy. Are you turning down um, Uber U- Uber pickups? She's like, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not driving tonight. No, I'm not logged on there right now. But I'll tell you what, who I would pick up right now looks really good to me right now. Position here, I'm in. I'm looking at Eddie Lacy. Ooh, Mr. Skinny man. I moved Eddie Lacy up personally ahead of Thomas Rawls just because they drafted a lot of running backs in the they draft. Did, they yeah. did. That gives me a little bit of pause. He, you know, Thomas Rawls wasn't great catching the ball last season. Doesn't have a history of catching the ball in college. You know, that limits some upside for me on a team that you know, if everything they're saying is correct, they're going to throw it just a little bit more. And you know, that gives me some pause. I think Russell Wilson might rush for a few more touchdowns next season, and that that just. Gives me a little bit of pause on rolls. Are you putting that pick in for him, or is he? I'll go for it. Yeah, I, I you know, the thing for me is I'll, I'll still like Rawls a lot better than Lacey. Lacey's moving back up my draft board, but he's still not, he's at number 17 for me. So, I, I just, I can't buy into him that much right now. I'm Who's this? Lacey. Because to me, when, when you stay out of shape and you're doing these type of things, that's just, that's just a, a personal ethic uh, you know, do you have the work ethic to do it or not? I just don't know that he has the personal dedication to do it, and so I'm not going to overspend on a guy that just might mentally just crap out on you. He's uh, mo- he's moving up for me, but he's pretty low. But the the thing I worry about more than even that, the the work ethic is, it doesn't ever seem to work for someone when a player has to do something different than what they've done throughout their whole football career. To and he's obviously had a great football career at every level. He's in the pros. He's had thousand yard seasons. Uh, but when you have to start changing things to stick around or to be around or to be a better player, I don't think it ever works when you change your recipe um, and have to be something else. So that's the only reason why it scares me a little bit. Is like now he's skinny, and then is he faster but goes down real fast? You know, it's just like it's a different it's a different approach, and you just don't know if it's going to be right for him. Sometimes that works, though. We've seen it happen with Le'Veon Bell. Who is the you know he went from 245 down to 215 and that's when he exploded. But yeah, that gives you some pause that he's just changing his whole game. Does his running style change? Yeah. But contract year. That's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yeah. I love contract year. Lacy underalls. I'm gonna start calling him salad. <laughs> oh Mo, what do you got here, buddy? Let's, go, Mo. Let's, let's, let's hear let's there. hear the G's up Mo's down. G's up Mo's down at Todd Gurley and then uh, needed a wide receiver. Uh, on my tiers, it was kind of between Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Cooks. I went with Jeffrey. Uh, Chicago has the ninth easiest wide receiver schedule. New Orleans has the 31st, so that was definitely a factor. Plus, New Orleans, I know they've got 177 vacated targets, but in comes Fleener, uh, in comes Michael Thomas. I'm still a big proponent of Sneed. You've got Coleman back there. And uh, so there's a lot of things going on in New Orleans. So I went with uh, Alshon over Cooks. But then I still like my New Orleans, so I'm going to wrap around my swing pick. Uh, I went ahead and took Ingram because, boy, before he went down, he was just uh, doing it uh, on the ground, in the air, uh, just fantastic out of the backfield. And uh, with a quarterback like Drew Brees and all the weapons they have at receiver, uh, they can't really stack the box against them. So uh, I thought Ingram was an easy pick for me. I think Ingram was a great pick there. That, that was the one that really uh, jumps out to me. You know, when you when you can come out and take Gurley with your first pick and be able to back him up with Ingram, um, you know, as long as healthy, 
is a guy that's putting up solid numbers for you every week. And the fact that he added in uh, the pass-catching uh, responsibilities as well just adds so much value to his game. I would love to see him stay healthy for just one yeah, season. I know, I know. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think he replicates 50 receptions in just 12 games. That that was a little bit of an insane pace for a guy who never caught a lot of passes. Sure. But I can see him getting more carries a little bit next season. He's got to stay healthy. But he was that consistent guy that was getting you 80 yards or you know 60 yards and a touchdown. Like uh, 11 of his 12 games, he had over double-digit fantasy points in the standard leagues last season. And in the third round, that that's a safe, easy pick. You just got to know you're going to miss him for three games. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Merkin Mopers are on. And just so you guys know, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, a background on what that name means. I don't know if you guys know. Do you guys know what a Merkin is? Anyone know what a Merkin is? Yeah, of course Mo knows what a Merkin is. I, I don't know what it is. You just wear one. I'm, I'm bracing for the worst it's... because every time you educate me on, like, dogs in the tub, and <laughs> yeah. God only knows wherever this is going, I'm just I'm bracing for the worst. I'm grabbing onto armchairs. I got both feet on the ground, so I'm ready for the definition. Dude, you've, you've, you've talked about Merkins. Oh, I love it. It's one of my favorite words. Okay, one of my favorite words in the world. Basically, a Merkin is for... I don't know. I, I maybe when we were young, I grabbed the Merkin, uh, but it's a it's a wig for your your genitals. <laughs> I don't know if you can't grow it if it's prepubescent. I don't know if there's just like issues where you just don't get it, but somehow you just you put a wig down by. <laughs> in the cases that I've touched, it was by a veg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they actually, you know, and then the other word here is moper. Do you guys know what a moper is? No, just tell us. A moper is a, a guy that flashes blind people. That's right. I remember reading that as a kid in a, uh, in a Truly Tasteless joke book. Oh, I love Those are two of my dad's favorite words. Uh, God bless him, actually. It was his my dad's birthday tonight, so I had to give two words. My, my dad used to always say Merkin and Moper. But did, did he you know called what? me a Moper. He's like, you are such a Moper. Like, I'm, 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 I'm flashing blind people? What the where's where's your ID? It's in my other rain jacket. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> it's in my other coat. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's, uh, all right. You got Brandon Cooks. Uh, let's let Ripper talk for a minute about that. Um, or are you still going, Mo? We got to move this on. You're up. So I know, but uh, let's let uh, PK Ripper talk about his Brandon Cooks pick. Yeah, definitely. We're going standard league here. I like Brandon Cooks a lot. He can take the top off the defense, blow him down the field real quick. Um, <laughs> he doesn't need that many receptions to get to 100 yards, and he can take it into the red zone and the end zone all the way. Drew Brees, high-powered offense. Um, you're talking really they no defense, you know. So they're going to be in shootouts all year. What's not to like about Brandon Cooks? He, I like it. He, I like it, too. He was my next pick, to be honest. But instead of that, because you took him, I, he was my next pick for this team. Um, but I'm going to go, and I'm going to take the best guy in a, in a spot that I think, and I'm not going to have to worry about it for a while. It's a little bit risky for all the right reasons, but I'm going Jordan Reed at tight end. Oh, nice. We're going with the upside there. Third round, not a bad place to take him. I just didn't. I wanted Cooks, and I'm looking around. I'm like, you know what? I feel like the best guy on the, on the board right now is, is, is this guy. The best guy on the board for me, just got paid though. Who's got yeah. the next pick in the draft is going to be Demarius Thomas. I'm just going to have a team that's going to have more receptions than anybody in the standard league. Screw it. Who <laughs> <laughs> do you like? Excuse me. Sorry. Do you like him better with the Sanchez or with the Paxton? Doesn't matter. Demarius runs short routes. He runs deep routes. He runs a lot of those screen passes that both of those guys are going to throw a lot. He's just going to get 
uh, a buttload of targets. So that that leaves him pretty much open. To do. I just don't know if he scores the touchdowns at the rate he does with Peyton Manning. I've already sort of factored that in on my evaluation of him. Could he get seven or eight? Absolutely. All right. All right, so this next pick uh, for me actually came down to um, strength of schedule in the end because I think that there's people that are behind both of these two guys that uh, could steal carries, but I'm really not all that worried about it. Um, I think that uh, Tennessee picked them up for a reason. I'm going to go DeMarco Murray. Whoa! I think that they're serious about getting him a lot of touches. I think that that offense is definitely uh, climbing up the charts. He's got the fourth easiest schedule, rushing schedule in the league, as opposed to LaShawn McCoy, who I was also contemplating there, who's got one of the toughest ones in the entire league. Um, I think DeMarco's, I, I love grabbing guys who are angry about the previous year. He's got something to prove. Uh, he knows he could be at the top, so he, I think he wants to get right back up there. Tennessee's making some good moves to uh, uh, boost that offense up. I think that DeMarco's a pretty good pick there. I love that pick, too, and before I throw it over to you, Mo, the only thing, I don't think he's a play with a chip-on-a-shoulder type of guy. He seems Spray tan seems pretty pretty mellow. I think he's a great player. He's moving down a little bit for me because of the Henry pick, but he, I had him super high even before the trade and after. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going higher and higher. I just don't think he's the kind of guy who's like runs pissed. Maybe I'm wrong, but you ever seen him with his angry face? When he's angry, dude, that guy looks like uh, he could kill people. Like, right. like, uh, like twice. <laughs> hey, you're not dead. I'm gonna make sure. I've never been in one of those uh, skin flute jam sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for you it. Try it out. I'm just curious. Uh, a lot of talk. About this, and I think there's going to be a lot of speculation with uh, Derrick Henry uh, moving into Tennessee, what DeMarco Murray's role is going to be. Just wondered what uh, the pyromaniacs thought about uh, the Derrick Henry pick and how that might affect Murray. To me, I'm moving him down a little bit, um, but I just wonder what you guys were thinking with uh, Henry on board. I mean, I just think that Henry's going to get some touches. I think the scary part is going to be that Murray may be doing a lot of the work, taking him all the way down the field, and then Henry's going to come in and poach some touchdowns from him. And that happened a number of times last year when with him on the Eagles, where he, Murray would do the work, and there was a ton. I remember I had him, I was playing with him, crushing it, like drives that were like 40-yard drives, and at the end, they, they either throw it in the red zone or they, they give it off to Ryan Matthews, and that's a... That can be annoying. But I, Mark, DeMarco Murray is a sick running back. I think everything points that this is going to be a great opportunity for him. I mean, I just don't see a world, with unless he gets injured, that he doesn't see at least 250 touches. I mean, I think they want to use Derrick Henry late in the game to sort of slow it down a little bit. You know, when Tennessee won games last season, they played at a slower pace. They weren't one of those quick strike offenses. They played slow, ball control. They kept their defense off the field because it's not that great. So, you know, if they want to win games, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry are going to have to be a tandem. But I, I still see, you know, t- 10, 12 touches for Derrick Henry a game, and then DeMarco is going to be up in that 16 to 18 range. thing is, is that Tennessee will play from behind. You know, I mean, that's what's going to happen. And DeMarco can actually catch the ball. DeMarco can actually do something on the back of there. I don't see Derrick Henry being that type of guy. So, I mean, I, all, all things point to DeMarco, especially with the contract they gave him, they want him to succeed. They grabbed Derek Murray because he was available. You know, I don't think they, they were like, wow, we got to get this running back because we don't have shit. They got him because he was available, and he's a project for him. I don't see him as being NFL ready, to be quite honest. So I think Murray takes over this year. It's fine. Henry sits a little bit. 
maybe I don't think he gets ten to twelve a game. That's that's a lot for a rookie in general. But uh, that, yeah, I could see him getting eight to eight to ten maybe. All right. Well, this this my my Valverde uh, sound clip here that is for you and your love of Derrick Henry. Valverde, I hate you. Get out of my life. He's projecting all of his anger onto me. Maybe I should go. No, don't go. Steven, you are being an asshole. What? You see what's happening right now? You're hitting bottom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's up next? Let's, Oopa, do it. Oopa, let's move it up. Let's move it on. Let's keep right. on picking. So, this is the best part. So, again, uh, this is the team where I took Doug, uh, Doug Martin to follow Adrian Peterson. Because of the way the board was stacked, and the best part is that the wide receiver I would have taken with that pick is still on the board. Hey now. So I would I grab Amari Cooper. Oh, really? Wow. There's a guy who's lasting here, and I wonder if it's just because of that quarterback situation or that P.K. Ripper hasn't come back on the board and drafted <laughs> Brandon Marshall. But uh, he, he's lasting, and I wonder if we're going to be able to get him in third rounds of actual drafts or if it's more of just... Our, our he's a guy. Not, he's a guy. Into it. I mean, he's 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 now in my next five wide receivers that are available. So he's Everyone's. it's not like he's pushing half the draft level. I'm telling me. you guys, Brandon Marshall. I don't know whether it's because people don't like him, his attitude. In every draft, every year, he slips. Slips. He's one of those guys. He's, he's a value guy every year. It's going to be less than ever this year because he came out that season. But still, he just slips. People don't draft this guy. They're always like, oh, he's going to he's gonna get stabbed by Kiki. All right, we're waiting for Horvath on the clock. Uh, Miko. Her name's Miko, not Kiki. <laughs> throw in your Brandon Marshall pick. <laughs> no, 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 throw in your Brandon Marshall pick so he knows. No. Brandon oh, Marshall hasn't been picked yet. Yeah, oh, okay. No, no, no. He yeah. wasn't oh, picked. No, you were just talking about. He was okay. saying that that's T.Y. Good pick. Ooh, there's All right. Let's but that's another guy who's going over Brandon Marshall, and I think, I don't know, like, do you guys all have all these guys over Brandon Marshall? I have T.Y. No. One pick above Brandon Marshall, yes, I have. I've got, I've got Brandon Marshall's my highest. I got T.Y. over Brandon I got Marshall. two other guys that's still ahead of Brandon Marshall. Okay. All right, who's on the... Party with your pants off. I look at looking over my guys right now. Boy, this is a tough one. Um, I'm actually got the tier four. Oh, one thing I did want to note too. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, I'm doing this as an exercise to see where the rookies fall to adjust my tiers. But one thing I, I used to do early with my tiers is as soon as a notion would fly into my head, I, I would make that adjustment. And you know, guys, mentally, I'm not doing gymnastics here anymore. 39 years old. And a day would go by, and I'd be like, crap, did I, did I move that guy up? So now I kind of, I'll wait a couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm taking all my notes, move this guy up, this is why, move this guy down. And then I sit down and I do it all at once. Uh, I think that's a far more efficient way uh, to move your tiers. Don't do it on the fly, write yourself some notes, and then sit down and boom, take care of it all at once. Um, as I'm trying to bide some time here, yep. uh, I think... <laughs> I'm going to go ahead, and you guys, maybe you didn't necessarily talk me into it, but he is the highest wide receiver on my board, uh, Brandon Marshall. Oh. Oh. It, it, on the Skype screen, we can see you right next to P.K. Ripper. It, it, <laughs> if, if you guys were in the rooms next door to each other, P.K. Ripper would, like, grab you from one Skype screen and pull you in the other one and be slamming you around like uh, the Hulk. Well, so... Let's keep this. Let's keep the party train moving here. Okay. So Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. 
I'm sitting with uh, a Des Bryant and a Sammy Watkins, and I know that I'm going to need to grab a running back here eventually, right? But I'm not going to take one here. We are two wide receivers and a flex, so and I think that the way that the strength of the uh, uh, of the wide receivers is, and a guy who I think is going to score a lot of touchdowns, and again, not being a PPR league, I'm jumping on coming back from injury, long early injury, missed the entire season, Kelvin Benjamin. Going to make a big impact with the improvements that Cam Newton saw as a quarterback from last year. I think this is just like money in the bank. That's the lowest scratch off on my tears I've done yet. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm just being. I'm just saying what it, 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 you got to stake your claim to guys, right? I, I'm, and I'm you, telling you, you I, went through this last two I weeks know. ago. I, I like that you like him, man. Um, Potential's there. Potential's um, there. If it was PPR, I'd go my other guy, but I can't. All right. <laughs> I'm moving on, and I'm going to do it quick. It was a no-brainer for me. Highest running back left on my board. I already have Gronk and Jordy Nelson on the team. I needed an RB to head it up. Sean McCoy, period. Good pick. He, that, that is, that, that's him lasting. Yeah, lasting. Wow. I'm uh, prescription hugs. Prescription hugs. I'm taking my highest uh, RB on the board as well. Uh, I think this will be a pick that for you guys will be uh, probably the lowest one on your tiers, but... I'm all in. I love the fucking guy. I'm Let me up. guess. Matt Jones. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm down with that program. All in on Matt Jones right now. Is it a risky pick? Potentially. But at the third pick, at yeah. the third pick at the end, a lot of potential. The upsides, the upsides certainly there just to be a big score week in, week out. And I love that offense. I'm going to take a running back as well. Run on a little bit of a trend here, but he's a guy I still have up in tier four. And Latavius Murray, and then with my wraparound, I'm gonna take a you know another pick here that I find really interesting. You know, just potentially Jonathan Stewart. Oh, just, you stole! I thought he was gonna come back to me. You son of a bitch! I just think I'm getting enough carries and enough balance between these two guys that after taking two wide receivers, I'm taking safe carries, taking safe workloads, and not really going too far out on a limb. I'm with you. All right. Back to prescription hugs. Prescription hugs. Val Verde in it. Val Verde. Silence of the land. Hello, Clarice. It's good to see you again. <laughs> it is good to see you again, Clarice. All right. Did we throw those next picks in there, buddy? I'm working on the second one. Okay. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to gain. What What do I need here? What do I need here? Um, real, hey, real quick, while you are yeah, go uh, speculating on what you need, just the two picks off the board. We got uh, Latavius Murray. We got Matt Jones. Both of whom I would say are somewhat winners. Uh, they They really didn't see much competition. Uh, come from early running back draft picks, so um, perhaps a little bit under the under the radar. Uh, nobody was drafted, thus the, uh, people are kind of sleeping on them. But I think that helps their uh, ADP a little bit, helps their value a little bit. That the teams seem to believe in them, didn't take any guys running backs high up in uh, the draft. So I think that bodes well for both Murray and Jones. Yeah, no doubt. I- what, what I think is they've just got healthy workloads. And at this point where I went wide receiver, wide receiver, coming around in the third and fourth rounds, that's something I'm sort of looking for. Uh, you know, just team building. I want that safety uh, of some carries, guys who I know are at least going to be one or high one A's in their running back committees. Because at this point, we're drafting 
you know, guys off committees and guys in uncertain running back situations that we still need to see develop a bit. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right, guys, I'm taking Mr. Left Us for your greener pasture. Oh, you took that from me. I'm yeah. taking Forte. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah, they, I don't think they've got too much quarter play, back play there. I think Forte is going to get some good action. I um, I'm surprised, too, because you already have two running backs. I did not flex. think that you were going to. I know. Flex. But me. I didn't think that you were going to feel the need to grab that running back for that flex. I'm like, I figured. You would rather build to get your second wide receiver here and start tapping into those wide receivers. And I'll tell you the reason why. I've got wide receivers that I think I'm higher on, that I'm going to be able to, that are high right now, that if I took, you guys would be like, oh my God. And there's a couple that are there that I just don't really want that are right there in that sweet spot in the value. So I'd rather get the flex spot, get a little depth. If if Ziki shits the bed or Matt Jones uh, has issues, uh, I've got the backup. And there's still some more mid range wide receivers that I'm liking almost as much as the guys that are at the, they're still available in the higher end tiers. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Alright, so, you know what, I, I, I'm kind of in a stuck spot right here. This is uh, not an easy pick for me. I mean, I could go for any one of a, a number of positions, obviously. But I'm also going to do something that uh, I n- normally don't do. And this team is uh, one of those teams that I just normally don't do so. I'd taken the tight end in the first round with Gronk. Um, I was I was very happy to get Nelson the second. Very happy to get a, a a legit number one type of running back in the third. So you know what? I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna go with the last position, quarterback, the one that has not been taken yet. Good, good, good. And I'm actually yeah, the guy with the chip on his shoulder. I am. I'm gonna pair him up with Jordy Nelson. Give me an Aaron Rodgers combo. Oh. I, I, you know what, and it's, it's. I'm telling you, this is not something that I would normally do. I, I really like uh, Cam Newton quite a bit, and I think that Newton was going to have a, an incredible year as well. But I love the chip on the shoulder thing, and I'm going to try pairing him up with uh, his best receiver. See how something like that works out. I think that uh, there's a lot of potential with that. So that's like my pick. Pairing a fine line with a nice dish. One thing I'll say in hindsight with my draft, and this is why we do mocks. This I'm telling you again, this is mocks. It's not a team that any of us need to go into a league and fight for. I'm happy with my prescription hugs team, but when I look at something like this, I should have taken, instead of Zeke Elliott, I should have taken DeAndre Hopkins, which is fine. But when you look at it, where you can see, guys, because I really like Matt Jones and Matt Forte, where if I had right now, if I had taken DeAndre Hopkins, my team, I like my team already because I know I'm going to be able to get some value, but I would be loving my team if I had gone with that uh, that wide receiver. Well, Come on, baby. Talk to me. Tell me where you're thinking. (laughs) You got Houdini back on the clock with a team with three wide receivers. Oh, now. And and is it horrible as it went? This is one of those things where, again, I got to play the board the way it went. I took Kelvin Benjamin, and what happened? You had the next five picks were all running backs. I'll so trade you right now, Ezekiel Elliott, so you can have your namesake for Des Bryant. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting in the situation here where it's like, man, and I'm looking at the running backs that I have left. I, the, Forte and Stewart were the two. I'm like, I'm going to get one of these two. It'll be fine. And then it doesn't happen. So I'm now going to say I'm punting on running backs for yet another round. I know who he's going with. I'm taking the luck. Give me Andrew Luck. Oh! Wowzers. There's a quarterback run going. We're seeing some red on the draft board. And it is in the fourth round now. So if you want to take the first quarterback in the fourth round, 
be happy to do it. Well, and that's yeah, the absolutely. thing. I, I, you already got, uh, I could have taken the Greg Olson. That was the yeah. guy who you were thinking mm-hmm. I was probably going to take. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it's like, I, I'm okay with the depth that's left down there. I still think that at the quarterback position, there are a couple top potential performers. And Luck, especially coming off of that down year, I'll take another guy. That's why you said chip on the shoulder. I thought you were going for Andrew Luck because there's a guy who definitely has to have a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Andrew Luck's my number one tiered quarterback. Love the friggin' guy in the fourth round. Sick pick. I like the Rodgers pick, too. I like the run. All right, party with your, with your pants, Goff. Yeah, I'm looking it over. Uh, so far, I've got David Johnson, Mike Evans, Brandon, Marshall. And to be honest, I, I'm liking C.J. Anderson. And I know, again, we're only bringing up names for the, the sake of the listeners. Uh, I do like C.J. Anderson. This year, however, Devontae Booker, who is many draft pundits basically say he's very much in the style of C.J. Anderson. Uh, he's most comparable to C.J. Anderson. So that brought him down for me just enough where I think I'm going to go back and, and stack my wide receivers and uh, take a Julian Edelman. There you, go. you know, that's an interesting uh, comment that you make there because that's the exact reason why he was the guy that's the top running back on my list. And I said, I can't draft him here. I'd, yeah. I'd rather take Andrew Luck and yeah. what he'll what he'll add to my team as you'd rather have Edelman and what he'll add to your team than that potential down, down the despair of despairs. The pit of despair. I cut them myself. We've got OC on the clock. Uh... I, I definitely like Julian Edelman. It's just hard to see without Brady what he's going to be the first four games. Is he dependent on Brady? You know, we've never seen it. Uh, you know, is it all going to go to Gronk in those early Garoppolo games? Is he going to score at a touchdown rate that he scored at last season or more towards his career average? I mean, he's a guy who's probably going to have 90 to 100 catches, but he's only going to average maybe 10, 11 uh Yards of catch, so he's got a little bit of downside, but he he's safe if healthy. The you pick know, is in. Pick is Randall in. Randall Cobb, OC. I want to give OC some credit here. You know, not not necessarily for the pick, but just for him hanging with us and, and not being <laughs> on this thing. Yeah, we're what an hour and thirty minutes, an hour and forty minutes into this thing. He's made four picks, and he's he's hanging with it. As soon as this pick is up, he's got it in. And there. he's got twenty family members around him that are probably, <laughs> what are you doing? And they're probably his in laws, future in laws, not his own immediate family. And he's over in the corner. What's up? Why are you, you were scaring me with some of these points? Oh, he's up. <laughs> he's pointing at me. He's trying to move it along. <laughs> so now let's see here. So here, here's my team where I actually I am not in need of all of these wide uh, running backs, but I am in need of a wide receiver. I will take my next highest receiver, the guy who would be better to PPR league, but I'm still taking him, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I know you like that guy. He's good. Most isn't it the most catches through two seasons in the history of the NFL? Yes, sir. We like targets, touches, and looks, and he gets looks because he gets he runs the ball more than anybody else. Uh, he gets returns. This guy is um, gets a lot of opportunities to score points, and I guess that brings up my skin flute. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> no, just raises the skin flute. And I guess, all right, so I got one wide receiver. Yeah, who's laughing at what, that? What did what, you, you say, Mom? <laughs> Bringing up his skin flute yeah. makes a mental picture I don't, I'm don't. i not too comfortable with. Hey, you're the one with the belts on the ground, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I got a question. Is that skin flute circumcised or uncircumcised? Oh. Uh, we'll just say it this way. I'm Jewish motherfucker. Oh, I don't even know what that means. That means take the hood off. <laughs> Thanks for that. On. I'm sorry. Sometimes you ask questions, you just don't want to know. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you asking that for? What do you got, Mo? Go back Sign, to moping, buddy. Size matters, so no moils in my house. <laughs> okay, move okay, on. Okay, hoods up in, in Michigan. All right, so kind of the theme of, of, of my drafts, basically, has been chip on the shoulder type things. So I'm going to go right back to it. This has nothing to do with last year, even though he got injured in the middle of last year after having a career season, basically, at the age of, like, 74. Uh, going on 75 years old, I still love him to death because he's got an easy as hell strike the schedule. A uh, quarterback that loves him, and he's going to come back strong with an even bigger chip on his shoulder than he's ever had, which is probably the biggest chip in the whole league. Steve Smith Jr. Wow. Senior, actually. Senior, senior. Yeah, I know that's a strange one to take right now, but oh, I, mean, I like I to take it. my chances sometimes, and that's a guy I think that's going to blow up yet again. All I hope right. so. Love that guy. Fists. I will follow up to Marius Thomas with the guy who probably went a round or two earlier last season in Jordan Matthews. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, in the range of Jarvis Landry, him moving outside, you know, I think he's got some things to prove. You know, especially when he didn't catch the ball well last season at points, but he came on strong down the edge of the season last year. You know, Sam Bradford also did. You know, Sam Bradford came back and said, no, nah, I don't want to be traded anymore. It's cool. This is where I'm going to start. You know, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so I'll, I'll take a Jordan Matthews there, and then we'll leave it for the Merkin Mopers. Whew, this is a tough pick. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I've got a Julio Jones, Thomas Rawls, and a uh, Jordan Reed here, so I can pretty much go in any direction. I'm going to stay away from tight end, obviously. Uh, I was hoping that Matthews was going to get to me on that pick, uh, but all good, all good, all's well that ends well. I'm going to actually, I'm going to take something a little bit, a little bit risky. I don't love this pick, but um, hmm, let me see. What shall I do here? All right, I'm doing it. I'm going to go with the guy that's highest on my tiers, and that doesn't mean he's going to stay the highest on my tiers for my next round, but I'm going Jeremy Langford. Jeremy Langford. Nice. I mean, at this point, when you're drafting these running backs, you know, each has a little bit of a wart, but Langford should be sort of like a Rawls. Like, that sort of workload should be there, but the Chicago offense isn't going to be nearly as good as Seattle's, but they don't play in nearly as good of a division, so he's got that going for him. We got Todd Pack's Bulls on the clock. Uh, Bulls of Green, excuse me. Yeah, I'm looking at these this little run that's been going on, and looking at my team, and I really I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna take C.J. Anderson. Do it. I, I I think it's a worthwhile pick. I mean, I, I understand that the competition is gonna be a little different this year, but. I, I, you know, that put that offense with the way it's set up right now, especially with the quarterback situation. I think that CJ is going to actually get a, a really good workload. So, I think that's a great pick right there. I would have grabbed him in a second if he got back to me. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. I like him. I think with Sanchez over there, check down Charlie. I've seen him too too many years in Green, and I've seen the running backs get a lot of play behind him. So, I'm really high on CJ Anderson, especially where I got him at. It's a good pick, no doubt. For sure. Pyromaniac Mo for two. All right, I'm uh, doing my best. I had to scramble. My daughter had a nightmare, so I was being super dad. Was but, it your uh, team? <laughs> 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 uh, 
Doyle Green Beckham. It's another upside pick. I, I hope there's uh, some passes going through the air on that team, but I love the body. I love the talent. It seems like he's overcome some of his uh, short um, stupidness, and I think he's ready to, to be a kind of guy who's got that elite freakness talent, and uh, I can see him doing some great things. It's an upside pick. I would have taken another guy potentially if I hadn't, if I hadn't taken uh, a bear earlier. Gotcha, gotcha there. Uh, we've got... I followed that up with Jeremy Hill real quick to fill my flex spot. Uh, we don't know what the system's going to be exactly, the Hugh Jackson system, or a little bit maybe of a faster variation. They've played a little bit slow in the last couple of years. But Jeremy Hill, just in a flex spot with that ability to score two touchdowns uh, on a every-other-week basis, could just give me some bonus points there. And then Dog made a quick pick. Yeah, it, I mean, this is, I think, the team I love to hate. Um, Odell, ODB and Cam Newton are, I, 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 like, I, I can't stand either of those guys. Just can't stand either one of them for some reason. But I want them on my team, you know. <laughs> you, you, you want a couple assholes on your team. That's what gets the job done. So, <laughs> this, I like dog picking players he like pretty much hates. This is so, nice. The yeah. Oompa Loompa Trumps, uh, we, we needed somebody in the New York area. So, I, I needed to get into New York. Ripper, you should be happy. I also needed to get a guy that has a propensity to catch touchdowns. So, I'm hoping that Fitzpatrick comes back because it makes Decker a, a lot better of a player. But Eric Decker is the pick. And I'm hoping that it's not Geno Smith. And now we're waiting on OC in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm gonna be oh, Atlanta. Emmanuel Sanders for OC. I'm going to be in Atlanta this weekend. I think we're going to try and get coffee, but he's got all that family in town, and yeah. he's already he's already playing he's already playing like it's going to be tough. He's like, you're going to be too wasted. I'm like, come out, hang out with me, come back yeah. all wasted to your family. So he just he just picked his fourth wide receiver in a row. He had Jamal Charles to start, then went Keenan Allen, T. Y. Hilton, Randall Cobb, Emmanuel Sanders. So all sort of small guys. He's stack, <laughs> but he, well, he's stacking them though, so. Um, now, the, the fact is that with only two in a flex, one of these guys is on your bench. So, you can't start one of these four guys every week. And Emmanuel Sanders could be the most affected player on the Denver Broncos. I think he will be. anyone. I think he will That's be. why, you know, when I went to Demarius Thomas, I thought he was the, you know, substantially better wide receiver that doesn't need a complete passing game focused to be a thousand-yard player. I'm worried about Emmanuel Sanders a little bit. We'll talk about that more in our ranking show a little bit later. All right, so uh, party with your pants, Goff. Ooh. Mr. Matthews. Ryan Matthews. You're, you're on mute, buddy, so you better have to unmute yourself and start over. <laughs> Terribly sorry. Uh, a little egg on my face. Uh, Ryan Matthews, he, I think it's a steal, personally. He's another winner of the draft in that they didn't really pick anyone. I think they got Smallwood uh, fifth round, I believe, so not much real threat to his, uh, his production. And last year behind that line, he still averaged 5.1, whereas uh, Sproles uh, averaged uh, far below that behind the same line. 3.8, and Murray averaged uh, far less as well. So I really think Ryan Matthews, again, health is always a concern, but I think he is just a gem of the draft this year. Cool. Uh, El- Zeke Elliott's uh, guys took Chris Ezekiel I- 25, 17. 
is is going to lay the vengeance upon thee by taking their first running back and a guy who lays his vengeance upon defenses every time he touches the ball. Chris Ivory, newly signed, big money Jacksonville. Let's take it and roll. Next pick by Dogmatica. We're in round five of 16 rounds. We've gone two hours. I took Melvin Gordon. I like him. Go. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't like a microfracture surgery. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there we go. But I still like him. Uh, when I Correct. statted him out, it was it's pretty impressive. He is yeah. impressive. I mean, have he, you seen what a microfracture surgery looks like on the knee? Have you seen? Scares me. That's what's. Yeah, scary. but it's mostly an NBA injury that affects vertical. I heard, and, yeah. I yep. mean, it doesn't no, usually affect straight line speed or lateral agility. So I have less concerns about it. And they're they're saying everything went well and that he should be back in time for training camp. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a situation to monitor. How many how many years after MJD got his uh, his uh, microfracture did he last in the league? I think two. Yeah, but MJD was he also was, what twenty nine when yeah. he had his compared to twenty one year old or twenty two year old. Twenty two year old Melvin Gordon. I mean, yeah. age is on the side, but in the fifth round, that's a gamble. You know, it could be that's where Todd Gurley went last season. I'll take and him. Gordon was I'll the second right what, taking four picks after him. All right, all right. Couldn't agree more, maybe. Uh, all right, I'm going Kevin White here with You're my boy. with my pick. Like him, happy to get him. Uh, you know, a little bit risky, but I, I, I think that he's he's that kind of talent. But you got you got you got the, a lot of. This is a team of a lot of high end uh, potential guys. So with uh, just Ezekiel Elliott, AJ Green's your floor, Matt Jones high, Forte floor, Kevin White high. You kind of go on every other. Take a shot, take a bat. Take a shot, take a safe. I can't wait to see which team I, I like the best, out here, including your your guys's. And that's one thing I'll say here. And then we're, we're, we're still keeping yeah, we're still keep on picking. But uh, I'm I'm auditing every every team uh, when I'm doing a mock. I'm looking at every team, not just the ones I drafted. You should. If I like a team that some that I didn't even draft the best, like oh, what do I like about? Think that? about what they did and yeah. how they did it. That's exactly sure. what we do. So I made two high upside risky picks because I'm starting to fill my flex and bench. So what I did is I took Jay Ajayi and Michael Floyd. Fucking asshole uh, on both of them. But, I mean, just at this point, after Melvin Gordon, after Chris Ivory, this is a perfect Jay Ajayi time. They didn't really add anybody too concerning in the backfield in terms of a bell cow type back. They added Kenyon Drake, who's more of a third down back. He's been a third down back at, you know, Alabama. Hasn't carried a full workload. So I took Ajayi and his upside, and then Michael Floyd will be I think the first Arizona wide receiver off the board. I just liked what I saw down the stretch. Contract year. He was the highest pick out of, you know, outside of Larry Fitzgerald. Let's go, that was 10 years ago. But he's the higher pick out of John Brown. Uh, And he's also a guy who's a little bit bigger and gives a little bit bigger touchdown upside. So we're back to prescription hugs. Oh, okay. Um, Prescription hugs. We are going to go. I got to do it. I'm moving over in there. I'm going with, I like this pick, actually. I'm going to go oh, high side. Ooh, hold on one second. I'm going to wait. Hold on. There's some interest. Now, I'm surprised you're not taking my guy right now. Um, that's now, what I just said. I was just thinking about it. There are some me. interesting guys. The way that your whether team you, is set up. Trust me. Whether you go exactly away from wide receiver and running back and go to QB or tight end, there are some very interesting players here in the sixth Greg round. I'm not going to do Greg it, Greg Olson, to me, just – I look at yeah, this team and I go – you got three running backs, you got two wide receivers, and then you want to get add the extra, you know, going uh, risky safe, risky safe. Here's a safe guy that's got high upside You're in right. Greg Olson. You talked me into him. There's <laughs> one other guy that would have been really nice here, but I'm going to risk. Not, not a, a chance. Risk. It's going to happen. It's a risk. No, I'm saying there was another guy I like. I'm going to chance that he might come back to me. But 
All right, I like an awesome pick there. It, it's it, it's a well-rounded team. Ooh, and dog, I, I like your next pick, and I I, w I was hoping to get that with my uh, Oompa Loompa team, not my team that's picking right after. Yeah, no, it's, I mean it's a. Uh... The guy's got all the talent in the freaking world, and the fact that he was playing injured last year and still looked uh, insanely talented. I, I'm a big fan of Devontae Parker. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Plain and simple. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, there's a couple wide receivers still on the board with a little bit more talent that do a little too many drugs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but <laughs> Devontae doesn't have that sort of... You know, cloud hanging over his head per se. <laughs> yeah. So with the, yeah. with nice my one. next pick here, as I waited and took Ivory with my first running back, I need to grab another one. And this is a team that did not draft any running backs this year, so they did not bring any competition. They are planning on Deion Lewis coming back and making his impact. This is not a PPR league. I will take Legarrette Blunt and his hammering touchdowns and hope for the thousand yards and eight touchdowns and be happy with that for my running back too. With what I got stacked up at wide receiver and grabbing Andrew Luck as well. Party with your pants off. Yeah, looking at uh, my guys, I, this is a guy I seem to get year in, year out. He's going in the sixth round in uh, MFL 10s. I believe that's where we are now. Monsieur Denny Woodhead. And, and Woodhead was my other consideration. Love that pick. And I have actually Woodhead um, one spot above uh, a LeGarrette Blunt. But again, being that this is not a PPR league, uh, being that this is a standard scoring league, I had to go with uh, with Blunt over Woodhead. But the thing is, Danny PPR, Wood I'm, I'm all Woodhead all day. Danny Woodhead had 59 touches in the red zone last season to Melvin Gordon 17. So if you're thinking just purely standard, you know, Woodhead's still got some upside. Yeah, that's going to change this year. I know. The whole coaching staff changing everything, they're going to get Gordon that ball. I know. I still like to pick. He, Woodhead was the highest guy on my tiers left. Amir Abdullah off the board, cutting yourself. Motherfucker. <laughs> I like an American duel. I, I love it. <laughs> I, I don't have uh, too many complaints there. All right, so now this is uh, the Oompa Loompas, and um, you know I'm I'm looking here again at a team that really had the start of the connection. Again, I'm going to go with the tight end, and I'm going to take Tyler Eifert. Over Travis Kelsey, again, uh, I think they both have the touchdown potential, but I think that with Hugh Jackson gone, um, I think that uh, the running game is not going to be as prominent, and I think that Tyler Eifert's going to be the guy that's going to pick up a lot of the slack with Sanu and Jones leaving. He's a stud. He just needs, he just needs a little more touch. He needs more opportunities, but it could, it, it could happen. 150 vacated targets. Yeah. You know, Tyler Boyd, a rookie, and Brandon LaFell, a garbage can. Um, th those things, you know, are going to work themselves out. But Tyler Eifert's definitely going to get a bigger target share. Hard what? to beat what he did in the red zone last season. Mm -hmm. uh, impossible. Yes, Gim Flutes. You know, there's Michael Jordan while you're picking. Michael Jordan had Space Jam. Dogmatic has got Flute Jam. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're not talking Jethro Tull. <laughs> All right, I, I'm actually I'm going to continue along the exact same lines that I've been going with team. Uh, with this team, I absolutely hate this guy. Can't stand him. I don't think he's actually going to be that good. But for some reason, I don't know. I, I feel like he's the necessary pick right now. Whoa, you do hate this guy. I hate him. I can't never bring that guy up without you talking me down. I love that you took him. <laughs> yeah, Golden Tate there is not bad at all. He was yeah. definitely in consideration for my third wide receiver. Uh, but I'm going to do something and just take the upside here. The drugs do work. 
with the smelling salt Josh cowboys. Gordon? No, I, I wish I had the balls to do that, but I don't just yet. Uh, but there is a guy in Seattle who plays quarterback Ooh. who could score a whole load of touchdowns there with his go. legs if given the opportunity. He could score, you know, through the air, which we saw last season. Russell Wilson in the sixth round seems like a great value. I think it's a great value, and he's the last of my. I have I've, tier one quarterback. I have four tier one quarterbacks. I do as well. And now. He is the he is my number three in that in that tier. Uh, I think that's a great pick. Merkin Mopers. Merkin. We're moping and we're Merkin. Um, oh, God, this is this is fun. This this fantasy football thing, I think we're on to something. <laughs> okay. Mm, drugs do work. I think you should drive. I know, I know where I'm going. Another tight end. Oh, I know where I'm going, and I love it. You'll, I love it. I'm going with a, a Dante Moncrief. Oh, I like Moncrief a lot. I think he's got the most touchdown upside of anybody on that Indianapolis Colts team, maybe outside of Dwayne Allen. But just what he's able to do and his splits with Andrew Luck in the game last season were big. He averaged you know five catches for 70 yards and nearly a touchdown a game, uh, .78 touchdowns a game. I, he was on pace for 11 with Andrew Luck in the lineup. What do you got, Mo? Yeah, uh, second tallest pass catcher on the team, uh, 6-2 for Moncrief. Of course, Dwayne Allen, according to Rotowire, is 6-3. But uh, a bold prediction, I honestly think Moncrief could score more fantasy points than T.Y. Hilton this year. He's got that potential with touchdowns. T.Y. doesn't have that touchdown potential. He's got seven or eight touchdowns pretty much written in the book. Yeah, agreed. Do you you see Moncrief for Moncrief? Sorry, go ahead, buddy. No, 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 I'm good. Okay, okay. we're good. We're keep, let's, keep, let's keep talking. Packs, bowls of green. Mark, you put yours in there? Yep. Yeah, I got you. Good. And I'm going to go with Mr. Frank Gore from Indianapolis. We'll keep it with the Colts trend here. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Gore in the sixth round, too. After you got an injury risk and Carlos Hyde, you've got a maybe potential timeshare risk and C.J. Anderson. You got Eddie Lacy and a weight risk. You know, Cut me down. I mean, you've got those risks. Now Gore brings a ton of safety on a team with no other running backs. Definitely that's what I was going with with picking Gore here is trying to get that volume and the plethora of running backs, you know. Back up my Antonio Brown and Brandon Cook's powerhouse over there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love it. I, uh, Frank Gore to me is just a guy that I think I'm. I, I've loved that guy. I drafted him in my in my dynasty league. I had him for like the longest time. I traded him like five years ago, and I thought his career was over. It <laughs> just keeps going. Um, but I just kind of feel like this is. I don't. I don't see the the high end ceiling enough for me right now to take him this early. I, I would wait about two rounds for me. Yeah, I thought you were going to go to Jim Morrison. This is the end. The my, my only friend. The end. Frank Gore's got a 7th round ADP, so I think you're right in the range of where you need to draft him if you want him. And just with so many upside running backs, you know, the consistent production, even if it might not be top end anymore, but he's going to get you nearly 1,000 yards. Mo, I love it. You were able to get your John Sheriff John Brown on the return. 23 picks later, you still got him. I think you did the right thing when you took Macklin there for sure. Uh, and to have your guy, it doesn't that feel good? when it, We have all done it where you're like, you, you hedge the bet. You hedge the bet and you're like, am I too high on this guy? And you take a chance and they come back and you're like, you're a friggin' genius. Nice work. 
Yeah, John Brown in MFL 10s uh, going in the fifth round. Of course, MFL 10s PPR. We're not doing PPR. PPR and best ball. Uh, so you only get those high upside games. So, you know, when he's not playing well, you're going to get that, you know, low bench production because he's not going to be playing for you. Yeah, but I think he's got a higher floor uh, than Michael Floyd. Uh, Floyd scored far more uh, games below eight points or single-digit games in PPR uh, than John Brown did. So a higher floor, although I I grant Floyd perhaps has the higher ceiling. Um, This is a team I'm drafting right now. Got Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, and Deion Lewis. And then I've got Alshon Jeffrey, Macklin, and Brown. Um, so I, I feel really safe with my running backs. I like a lot of late running back guys. So I'm going to go tossing it up here. I'm going to go ahead and grab Doug Baldwin. Uh, yeah. Nice pick. I like that pick there. He's a the guy that, you know, I think some people maybe just aren't believing what it was last year. And I don't think that people are buying into that hype. So he is falling to around this point in time. But I think it's a great value at this point, especially if. Russell Wilson becomes that throwing guy that's going to give him the touchdown opportunity. Exactly. I think we might be seeing uh, a bit of a switch. I know they got pro size. I know we all love Rawls, but uh, offensive line, a big issue. We might be seeing a switch in Seattle towards more of a passing offense. Uh, I certainly think the touchdowns are going to regress, but I still think Baldwin's the main man there. What I did see before we head over to PK Ripper is once Frank Gore was sort of drafted, now, like, the talent and running back oh. seems real thin. Oh. And, and now I'm just oh. like, oh, I, <laughs> oh, I was one pick away. P.K. Ripper, you're getting me good here. One pick away from getting that one. That's a great pick. Sorry to interrupt. Drew Brees off the board. Talk about Rip. I was uh, I was excited to see if that guy could, could land back in my lap. What's up, Rips? Yeah, I, love, I love Drew Brees right here. I like to pair him with Cooks. Um, I think he's got upside having back to get into that 5,000-yard seasons again. So many shootouts that he gets into. We could say the same thing about him. You know, and um, it's Drew Drew Brees, bro. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good point. That's it. That guy said, who scores more points than that guy over the last five seasons? Not too many folks. Not too many folks at all. All right, I've got two running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end in this league. Or in this team. Um, I am gonna... Oh, shit. I don't remember. <laughs> Hold on. It's, it, it's over here. Hold on. Let me... Uh... All right. I'm going with the highest guy. On Michael my Jackson is no longer a player in the NFL. You can't go hee-hee anymore. <laughs> going with the highest guy on my tears that isn't a druggie. Um, I'm going Corey Coleman on this team. Whoa, rookie! The best thing. Wow. And I will make the easiest pick of the draft ever for me, and I will take Travis Kelsey. Yeah, waiting there for <laughs> you. Just so you know, I was going to do my Kelsey second pick there. That was who was between. And because uh, that gave me a lot of love last year, but Jordan Reed, if you take that guy in the third round, you got to kind of stay away from the tight end position. Yep, we got Dogmatica back on the clock in the seventh round. Done, Michael Crabtree. Crap, move on. <laughs> Crabtree had a great season last year, and now we got Houdini back on the board. I think that's an ascending offense though there in Oakland. Agreed. That's just gonna be able to do some things, and Michael Crabtree is gonna be a big proponent in that for sure. All right, now I basically am in a, a situation here where I can just take upside with this pick. Um, I, I'm not going to go run after a quarterback now. And I already got three wide receivers, and I got the two running backs. 
Um, and there is the one albatross upside guy that's still sitting here on the board. I don't care what all the preliminary things say. I'll take Josh Gordon at this point in time, and I'm going to take a shot since we're at this point in time of the uh, offseason. I love the balls on that pick. I was going there earlier. I mean, no, I was sure. going there on the next pick, but I took I took the guy that I think if, if drug bags doesn't come back, is going to have some nice times. Yeah. And then uh, OC with, with a Gio Bernard. Oh, hard, hard, not, hard not to like that pick in the seventh round. Real safe, sort of consistent weekly production. And, you know, when you have Amir Abdullah as your running back two, your running back two might be Gio Bernard. I like it. Party with your pants, Goff. I'm going to go ahead, and this is the team I got David Johnson, Ryan Matthews, Woodhead. I also have three wide receivers, Mike Evans, Brandon Marshall, uh, Julian Edelman. Looking at my tiers, I I could go a a couple things here, and this is definitely where I'm going to be rearranging uh, my tiers. Boy, is is it, I'm kind of thinking Treadwell, maybe I pulled the trigger on him, but you know, there's a guy on the board that I I really like, even though I've got a a Tampa Bay wide receiver, that doesn't really bother me so much. I'm going to nab Sims because I really believe in him. I watched all his touches. He is freaking fantastic. The guy averaged just over 10 looks last year and was top 20. Uh, so anything happens, I think he's going to get more looks, and he's just jaw-dropping to watch. Amazing skill. All right. That puts an interesting position for me. I can go tight end here for this team if I want to, although I kind of feel like the tight end that I want will come back because two of the teams that are following me have already taken the tight end. Um, so I'm going to take a guy that has potential for, for, for nice big time games. So give me a Deshaun Jackson here. d Don't hate Deshaun Jackson here. He's real close to being the next guy in my tiers. In standard leagues, if he gets back to any sort of semblance of what he's been, you know, you're going to get good return on investment here. Fully agree. Who's up? My up? Up your butt, Joe Boo. Up my butt, Joe Boo. All right, well, I'm covering my bases here. I think it's uh, a great pick anyway at this point, but the fact that I have LeSean McCoy makes it easy. Carlos Carlos Williams. Williams. Prescription hubs. I, okay. Those, yeah, that's a good pick. Pairing uh, those two running backs gives you a lot of sort of flexibility. For sure. You know, if anything happens, he's one of the higher rated, you know, handcuffs in the league. You know, just lots and lots of different things that you'll be able to do on a weekly basis. Like have a bell birdie. Well, look who decided to show. You were supposed to be here four hours ago. Was I? So, I'm the tardy one? Yeah. I was going to go to that bed and bath place and now it's closed well maybe i shouldn't have come at all jerk off (laughs) and by the way if you haven't figured out if i didn't say it already cable guy cable guy all right i'm going with a risky pick here but i like it i'm going tony mr romalicious oh wow boy yeah baby i mean i mean you could have waited so long on that not doing it Apparently. Here's the thing with Tony Romo. If they get back to being anything like they were with, you know, uh, Der- oh, fuck, DeMarco Murray back in the backfield. Then Romo will get injured. No, then Romo, <laughs> oh, no, he's no, only no. going to throw for under 4,000 yards, and you're not going to have a huge 
sort of upside season if Ezekiel Elliott does everything you think he's going to do as your first-round pick. So I think those two guys might eat into each other a little bit, even though Romo will be more efficient, uh, you know, because he was so much better with that run game two years ago. And I think if he just he just needs to stay healthy. He's got the easiest strength to schedule. He just needs to stay healthy. Can that happen? Probably not. But when he's starting and he's not injured for the first part, I can live with it, and I think he's going to put up some points. I'll make I'll I'll be able to I'll be able to make this uh, this pick work for me. Definitely. Uh, what I'm going to do is take a high upside guy in an Allen Hearns, who if he just replicates anything. He was able to do last season. He's the number two target in that offense. Maybe number three if you want to push for Julius Thomas. I just mm-hmm. haven't seen that yet. But, but, yeah, he might not score at the same rate he did, but he seems like a sure bet for close to 1,000 yards next season. Um, and at this point in the seventh round, I, I really like it. <laughs> well, look, look again, just what, what Dog did with uh, taking Carlos Williams. you got Allen Robinson. So to grab Allen Hearns where he is your number four wide receiver, God forbid something happens to Allen Robinson, you get the benefit of Allen Hearns. Or, God forbid, something happens to Allen Hearns, just more for Allen Robinson. Highest guy on my board, wide receiver. And now I'm going to booty rape one of you two. I'm just trying to decide which one. Um, And I'm actually going to take Darren McFadden because I don't want to be too Jaguar heavy. There you go. All right. Uh, I'm going to take, after this one... They're both on the same team, and they're just literally neck and neck for me. I'm surprised right now feels like a Larry Fitzgerald pick after taking the high upside of Kevin White. He was the one uh, wide receiver, by the way, that I had still rated over Alan Hearns, the only one. I've got Fitzgerald a couple spots below Hearns, but, you know, either way you want to go, I just don't Contract year for Floyd, though. Yeah. Yeah, Larry's going to play all 16. I'll do Larry. I love Larry. <laughs> it's hard not to like that. And then yeah. you're going to take Yeldon because I didn't. <laughs> no, I, I had him on my butt. Hey, he was already He's taking Yeldon because I was going to take TJ Yeldon to back up by Chris, Chris Ivory. Yeah. Exactly, I almost took Yeldon which over was, Carlos Williams, then I realized. When you guys before. were doing that talk, I'm going, oh, man, that's a, that's the perfect pick for me right here. So you If just, I didn't have two Jaguar receivers, I was definitely going Yeldon. Over I even already had Yeldon put in my uh, color on my own uh, tiers board that I was doing here. So now I'm going to have to retread. I'm going to go back to tight end then. And now I'll grab him because he is the greatest tight end that nobody knows about. The Laney Walker. Add him to the mark, to the madness. Great pick right there. I like it. I'm just worried that is he going to score five or six touchdowns? And if those wide receivers they drafted and signed in free agency or drafted last year... Take a step forward, or if Kendall Wright's, you know, healthier, does that take away from his yardage total? Because that that's that's something that could happen, and that's why I pushed Delaney Walker a couple spots down in my tiers uh, for the last version. But he's still right in the tight end five to eight range for me. Yep. All right. Party with the pants go off. Yeah, I got a couple of wide receivers I'm thinking about here. I've only got three on this team. I've got Evans, Marshall. Edelman. Yeah. You know what? I, I Boy, I'm going to go with the Treadwell. I, you know, I'm not a big Minnesota fan, a Bridgewater fan, but I think Bridgewater, uh, he's progressing. He's getting there. He doesn't have the deep ball, but I believe it was like 70% of his total yardage came after the catch. And, and that's the kind of guy I think uh, 
Bridgewater could really use a guy to make something happen, get um, not a deep threat necessarily, but make it happen once he gets the ball in his hands, and he is a beast on game day. Yeah, I mean, at that point, he's worth an investment. I had one guy higher at wide receiver, and I thought you might as well, Mo, than Tyler Lockett. Uh, just offenses. I love it. I, I, I love, do love a Lockett. I do like that one as well. I like your tre- <laughs> I like your uh, Treadwell pick. Um, can uh, Norm Turner find his next Michael Irvin? Yeah. And then uh, OC followed that up quickly with a Javorius Allen, and that's the first Baltimore running back selected from us. Very, very ironically, right before the second running back selected by me, who I think is going to put up more yards and everything, It'll still be Justin Forsett, but I worry about Javorius Allen because of the running back that they drafted. Yep. Um, which was, uh, was Kenneth Dixon. Dixon. That 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 scares me too much for Javorius Allen right now. Uh, yep. So I'll still I'll still roll for this year with Justin Forsett. I think Forsett could be the guy on first and second down, but then I think between Dixon and Javorius Allen taking red zone work and third down work, you know, in a Mark Trustman offense that throws the ball to the running back, Forsett's not a great pass catcher. True that. That's uh, that's actually very true. Um, so I'm, I'm going to actually kind of go a little bit off the cuff. It's not actually that much off the cuff. But uh, I'm going to take a guy that I think nobody has faith in anymore. But the fact of the matter is that rookie tight ends suck. Yep. All the time. And he doesn't have Ladarius uh, Green behind him anymore. Antonio Gates signed a new contract. He's going to actually do something big this year. They're dedicated to putting their offense back together. Gates is going to be a big part of it again. And he's going to last. He wouldn't have signed that contract just to fuck him. He's actually going to last this year. So I'm taking a Gates, taking a chance. Gates in the eighth round with what he was able to do and his pace for last season on 11 games is great. You know, there's there's a tier of tight ends. He's definitely in it. Uh, I follow that up with the pick of Tyler Lockett. Like it. I also want to put him with Russell Wilson. Just if he takes a step forward, he's an easy plug-and-play over a Jordan Matthews for me. Or I can move one of these guys in the flex uh, just to give me a little bit of range of options. And then we've got the Merck and Mopers. All right. Um, here I'm going to take. Oof, Jesus, this is tough. Um, I guess i got to do that. Give me a second. I gotta figure out. I've done three wide receivers in a row, so I need to. I need kind of maybe focus in on the. Do you, uh, do you, need, do you need me to give you a little bit of a, a, no. a break? Uh, a clip yeah. for you? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I don't think you listen to her. I think you try to tell her what she wants to hear. She wants you to thirst for knowledge about who she is. All the complicated splendor that is woman. Your love is truly giving. It will come back to you tenfold. You're right. That's incredibly insightful. I know. It was Jerry Springer's final thought on Friday's show. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, screw it. God damn, I did not like the running back situation at all. Whew. Good, de- Good gosh. All right, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a risky pick. We'll see where he land, a, a, ends up, if anywhere. Arians? No, it's a little too early for that. That would be it. I, could he end up in San Diego now with the potential Melvin Gordon maybe. injury? Maybe. I mean, could he's, he end up in Indy? he's my highest guy. Could he end up in Indy? I need. With, with That's Gordon? what I want. I want him in Indy. 
All right, I'll just give it a shot because it doesn't matter that much, and we need to get going. But I, I'm an Aryan guy. He's won me championships. He's always he's only gonna play me six games for me. But if he's in the starting lineup, he scores. I'll do an Aryan Foster. All right, Todd packs bowls of green. Aaron Foster's not in the system, so I'm going to take the Indy head coach. <laughs> uh oh. That's fine. That's going to make me look good. Making you look good. Go ahead, Ripper. Yeah, I guess with this pick, I'm looking at a receiver. I'm pretty running back heavy right now. Pretty. That was me. Go ahead. So I'm going to go with Mr. Benjamin. From San Diego, like Travis it. Benjamin. I think he's a sneaky play coming into San Diego. He brings a lot of talent on that receiving core. I think he should show up and show well. I like that pick. That's a good pick. Uh, it's it's going to be a wide open offense again. San Diego is going to be a lot better than people understand this year. Uh, change back to a, a, a coaching staff that wants to get that offense going. That's a good 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 talent there. Travis Benjamin's a special guy. Good, good, good pick there. Duke it was off the board. Good pick. Yeah, I went with uh, Duke Johnson. Need some running backs at this point. Gurley, Ingram, Lewis. Duke is my fourth. And uh, although I don't normally do this because I think tight end is incredibly deep this year, Fleener is just super attractive for me, and uh, I'm rolling with him down in Nolens. Play skin flute. <laughs> Super attractive. <laughs> I think you've you heard me on the shows. He, I think he's the weirdest looking guy in the league. But I'm to each his own. We got to try and roll through these last couple rounds here, huh? We're attracting him for his looks. <laughs> you said he looked attractive, attractive to you. You did say that. Quote. Ertz. It's on tape. I like the Ertz pick. I would take Ertz ahead of Fleener. Just what he was able to do down the stretch. You know, a tight end friendly offense and Doug Peterson coming from that Andy Reid tree where they just fed offenses and or fed tight ends had a load of top ten tight ends earlier in uh, Reid's career in Philly. Love that pick. We got the Merkin Mopers back on the clock. Gush, 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 gush. All right, I'm gonna take uh, Nikes. Not liking this one too much, all that much, but jeez. Alright, I'm just gonna go. Oh, God, I can wait on him. This is a bad. This is gonna be. This is tough. This team's tough. Um, God, I'm sorry. Alright, I'm just gonna take him just because it's. Ah! This is tough. I don't have really any upside guys really tagged up. This stinks. Pick number 99 overall. Um, Alright, I'm gonna do uh, a couple too many. Pass. Marcus Wheaton. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Wheaton. Don't say anything. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Not much to say about Marcus Wheaton. Not at all. <laughs> okay. So looking at this team, it's got three running backs and three wide receivers, a quarterback and a tight end. I can go anywhere I want to go. Uh, and I'm probably not going to go in a direction that's very sexy, but... If he does what he did at the end of last season, you know, and just maintains the guys that are below him on the depth chart, Rashad Jennings put up, what, running back 21 fantasy points last season, and Dog backs it up with a D'Angelo Williams stealing a handcuff from me. I think it's a no-brainer, actually, at this point. 
That guy is a top five running back in the league if Le'Veon goes down. That's good pick. In the 10-9th round, that's a no-brainer. Uh, Uba yeah. Lupa Trumps. Puts me on the clock, and at this point in time, I'm just going to have to go with, it, it's going to fill out the roster, and, and I feel like there's just no one else that's just jumping out at me that I need to take, and and I like him. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it's the other guy. I'm going Eli Manning. Oh. I like it. I, I, you know, the, the thing with, um, and, and I know Roethlisberger, it's just losing Martavis Bryant worries me a lot uh, for what his upside is going to be. And Eli Manning, even though you're going to have Josh Norman in the division for two games, I, I like the addition of Sterling Shepard. Um, and, and you still got Victor Cruz is coming back. So I think there's enough there that uh, he's going to be a viable quarterback. We've got OC on the clock. Let's see if he makes a little quick pick here. He, he took some Tevin Coleman. The guy that D-Rex can't remember. <laughs> I mean, it's true. In the ninth round, if anything happens to Devontae, there's not much else there on the backfield to talk about. That's yeah, a fact. Party with your pants off. Yeah, I'm going to go a guy. Uh, just I really like. kind of want to talk about him again with rookies. You're going to really see this rookies take shape once they get into camp and they see how it shakes out. But I love this landing spot. Sterling Shepard, uh, no competition. I, I think you can uh, – obviously you've got ODP number one, but I think he can easily jump in there at number two. I think Cruz is, is uh, heading for the hills, and I love the landing spot there. Uh, New York, the past two years, were ninth in most pass attempts and sixth in most pass attempts. A lot to go around. Well, oh, there it is. Oh, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with my team here Ezekiel, we took the Lady Walker uh, taking Tavon Austin I want that high upside party with his, with his pants golf has got to throw the ball to somebody Tavon Austin is going to be going down the field he's going to be chucking it down there for him I'm looking for a big game or two or two <laughs> that's it, I didn't ask for more I didn't ask for more alright, fuck it I was talking bad about him earlier. I'm talking good about him now. Give me Derrick Henry. <laughs> I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> like it. That's some funny shit, dog. Yeah, no, fuck not. Okay. I would take one guy, but I'm not going to take him. I'm going to take another guy. Oh, wait. Hey, hold on. The prescription. Prescription. The drugs do work. All right, I'm grabbing him. I'm going with... Josh Doxson. All righty. So with the wraparound picks here, I think I'm going to start it off. I'm going to go just to make sure I get a QB and a tight end before there's probably a run on him in the next couple of rounds here, and it's going to take 24 picks to come back to me. I'm going to go uh, in the direction of quarterback first. I'll take a Carson Palmer. Um, just throwing to Michael Floyd could be good things. Throwing to all of those receivers. You don't know who the receiver, you don't know who's throwing it to at all times, but Carson Palmer, top five QB last season in a pass happy offense. I gotta like that. And then I'm gonna skip a couple guys on my tiers that just aren't sexy and take a sexy Ladarius Green. I like that sexiness. Alright. Well, so the guy that's, that I was gonna take, um, Right? Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm going on another watch here. I'm taking Michael Floyd. 
He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Where is he? Yeah, he's gone. Good effort, though. Where was he? Took him in the sixth round. Sixth round. Oh, I thought that's why I was. My bad. Uh, I was going. I thought that's who I was picking. It would have been Mary. a great pick here, though. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, it really would have. Okay. Good. Sorry, I didn't cross him off. Um, I'm going to do the hugs don't work. My thought is with Ladarius Green, Go I mean, he's going to get any sort of red zone opportunity outside of what Antonio Brown's already getting. We know Marcus Wheaton's not going to be a dominator in the red zone. We haven't seen enough out of Sammy Coates and Darius Hayward Bay consistently to be sort of red zone weapons there. You know, Heath Miller got red zone work there. And Martavis Bryant got a ton of red zone work there. I think they vacated 55 targets in the red zone last season. If sort of half of those go Darius Green's way, it's going to be good news. And I, I took him over two tight ends that had you know a better season last year, and Gary Barnage, and then Julius Thomas, who's had you know better seasons in his career. But the landing spot doesn't get much better. All right, I'm going to take uh, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger with this pick. There goes that's Big good, Ben. That's good in the tenth round. I mean, my debate was between Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Palmer. Just losing Martavis Bryant. Well, I like it. I, I, it's interesting too. I like it because you also it's your second quarterback that you got to back up Tony Romo. So um, it's one of those ones where this is what happens to you if you want to wait so long to grab your first quarterback then you're going to get to a point eventually where there's going to be a run and they're going to get two or three teams ahead of you that are going to take their second quarterbacks just because of the values that are left on the draft board and all that waiting can potentially really hurt you. I'm playing the matchups with those two quarterbacks. And home and away, there's a lot of different things that go into Ben Roethlisberger's success. Need a wide receiver, and strangely, I had already taken Tate on a different team earlier. Uh, but I honestly do believe that Marvin Jones could very well outscore him this year in fantasy, so I'm taking a Marvin Jones right there. All right, with my pick here, I'm in a situation where I, um, oh, it's not my pick yet. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, no, it is. I took Devon Austin, and I've, uh, I've neglected the running back position except for Ivory and Blunt. So it's time to bring somebody into the fold. There's one guy left on, on my board that is not a rookie. This is not the highest guy that I have. So highest other than a rookie. And I'll take Alfred Morris here. Again, you know, propensity for Darren McFadden with, with his injuries. We don't know what this rookie's going to do. You know, this may even be one of those type of picks in Alfred Morris that it's not going to pay off for me in the first half of the season, but he's going to be one of those guys that all of a sudden could get a heavy workload starting week six or seven or eight. He got his sneed. Sneaky sneed, baby. Oh, I hate you. That they, was got, all... they got Michael Thomas, which uh, concerns me a little bit, but I think Thomas is more of a, of a pressure situation on Coleman. Uh, I really like Sneed. I think he can uh, produce. He was one of my ADP picks uh, early on this year. You're like a bastard. Sneed. Oompa Loompa's needed him. Two like, picks away. I like Sneed a lot there. Damn it. Yeah, he was really next on my pisses board. me <laughs> off. I would have taken him over Sterling Shepard potentially, but that that's just sweating hairs. Uh, Willie Sneed. Julius Thomas. I, I, we're right in that t- tight end run territory to where I told you if I didn't take one, they're, they're all going to be gone soon enough. So OC took uh, Julius, Julius Thomas. Thomas. All right, well, I'm going to stay with the wide receiver, though. 
Um, I, I may have lost out on my Willie Sneed, but I'm going to take a guy who has got a quarterback that can throw the hell out of the ball, throw it deep, throw it to my man. It will be Brashad Perriman oh. emerging in Baltimore. Interesting. I could, he might not be on my tears. I could see that, but then there's a lot. There just seems like so many weapons in Baltimore that I don't know just who's going to get the targets. And I'm really taking risks there because I already took Josh Gordon as well. So I'm. it's kind of two risky picks there, but at the same time, upside, upside. Uh, I'm going for it. C.J. Anderson, I don't know how much I truly trust him. Good Denver, pick. Devontae Booker, period. Good pick. It's not a bad pick at all. I'm going to take a controversial pick here. Or am I? <laughs> I'm going to take a controversial pick here at wide receiver. I'm going to take Torrey Smith. You've been talking him up to all season, so it's I, not I like really that pick. I know Mo's, Mo's, Mo's going to talk about perception, reception. He likes, he likes his Smith. You know it, man. Yeah, uh, Matt Harmon, uh, he, he does some fantastic graphics. Easy for uh, the idiots among us to see. And uh, he's a guy that it, it, uh, tracks well what he does on the field on reception, perception. Go do yourself a favor. Check it out. Matt Harmon's reception, perception. Uh, Torrey Smith is one of those guys that looks tasty. Tasty. Uh, you know who looks tasty to me right now? He didn't sound attractive. He said tasty. <laughs> <laughs> you know who looks tasty to me right now? Skin flute jam? Yes. <laughs> for shizzle my nizzle. He looks real tasty to me. It's, I could probably wait, but I don't care. I need I need a spot. I need this spot on this team. I'm going Kirk Cousins. You wow. are you're a big fan. You uh, are yes, he's you're, you're a big fan. You but are. you have the Reed Cousins connection, and if they're both hitting on all cylinders, those that can be some big scores in weeks. Anybody anybody look at Cousins' Richard. games? Well, go nuts, go nuts. PK Ripa, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick another receiver right here, and I'm going to go with Rashard Matthews. I like the upside of Tennessee with Mariota. I like it. I like it. I just don't know where he falls in the pecking order. Is he ahead of Kendall Wright? Is he behind Kendall Wright? I think he'll emerge. I think he can emerge ahead of him just because of his big playability. It's going to be a matter of what are they What are they in the need of. If you're just needing for that, I think Kendall Wright becomes more of that straight possession receiver. Rashard Matthews is still a guy that can push the ball down the field and give you an, an extra dimension. And Doriel Green Beckham is your absolute X factor wild card that has, uh, you know, big time, big time games written out all over him. So. Dude, Tennessee could be dynamic this year. Mo, what do you got? Hmm. Uh, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, Would you like a uh, a sound clip to uh, to help you through? Bring the ruckus. All right, let, let's. Uh, Let's set you up there. Right. <laughs> Take your time and get yourself together. You were never there for me, were you, mother? You expected Mike and Carol Brady to raise me. I am the bastard son of Claire Huxtable. I am the lost Cunningham. I learned the fact of life from watching the facts of life. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Oh no! God damn you! So ah, oh, I should have uh, picked him. One of my Notre Dame boys. That was my next pick. CJ Prosize. 
Uh, going to Seattle, sure. we're, we're going to have to see how it shapes out with Rawls, but I love what ProSize can do. Wide receiver, running back, catching it out of the backfield. Ugh. Very talented cat. Did not think that was happening. I thought that was my next pick. I would have taken him instead of Kirk Cousins because I definitely could have gotten Kirk Cousins later. Should have done it. This is why we mock. Learning lessons all around. I wanted him to back up my Rawls. I was definitely taking him at 11-3. And I wanted TJ Yeldon to back up my ivory. Lost that. So it's like we're learning lessons. Learn lessons. And I considered CJ Procise over Torrey Smith. Yeah, I believe it. I, I, I didn't think anybody would go Torrey Smith. Uh, maybe Mo, but he had four wide receivers there at the top. Uh, besides that, you know, I, I really like Procite's ability. I mean, we know he's already going to be the third down back there. You know, running backs who are already the third down back, if they add 10 carries a game, that's a nice fantasy workload for them, sort of in the Javorius Allen mode of last season. All right, what you got for the rest? God, you bastard. Wrap around. Uh, I'm kind of at a loss. I'm not really liking anybody that's jumping off the board here. Uh, but I'm going to go with a guy I, for chance, could wait on. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice. I like Tyrod Taylor. I think I could have maybe waited around, but I, I really like him as a late-round QB guy, so I'm going to take him now. Well, the other thing is that you, you think maybe you could wait around, but you're at the position of the number one pick where waiting around is not waiting... 10 picks, 8 picks, 12 picks. It's waiting 24 picks or 23 picks. So um, if you feel it, you got to go for it. Oh, that precise really hurts. Now I got, I, I just thought that was going to be my last running back that I needed to take. You bastard. <sighs> so we got PK Ripper on the clock. What you got for us, son? Okay, son. It looks like I'm going to the city of Baltimore, and I'm going to take my man who I drafted probably a year too early last season, Kamar Aiken. I like that pick a lot more than the Bashard Perryman one. That's a good one. Yeah, but Kamar Aiken is the guy that's going to, I, I feel, is going to lose the most from what they got going on there. We'll, we'll see, though. We will see. It's, it's, Baltimore is one of those situations. All these picks are flips of the coin. But I'll tell you what, Ripper feel better because I'm the one that makes mistakes on wide receivers and uh, D-Rex <laughs> is the one that gets them right. So, Not always. Um, okay, you know what I'm going to do? Just because, oh, shit, I thought I was great. Precise hair. Precise. I wasn't precise. <laughs> So I lost out on Procise. Um, that was the lamest thing I've ever That's a lot of lamest. Don't be a Houdini weird oldism and you just lost out on that. That was bad. Okay. Tyler Boyd. Is this team even going to draft running backs? I, no. <laughs> Apparently not. The Smelling Salt Cowboys will take a chance... And draft Stefan Diggs. And if he could just hold off, you know, Laquan Treadwell, he's going to be a big value here in the 11th round. I love a Philip Dorsett just took taken by the dog immediately after. Yep. No no brainer right there for me. The guy's got potential in a half. Either one of those top two guys gets injured, he immediately becomes I mean, huge. They, they already ran more three wide receiver sets than anybody in the league yep. last season. And now we know officially who their three wide receivers are, which we didn't know last season with True. the addition of Andre Johnson. We know who the tight end is. There's no battle for targets with those guys. 
Frank Gore is not a great pass catcher. They don't have that true pass catching back on the roster as of yet, unless you want to consider Josh Ferguson out of Illinois, that guy who they signed as an undrafted free agent. Uh, outside of that, you know, I, I like his upside. I when I statted him out, he ended up at wide receiver forty five for me. Yeah, so, the guy's just dynamic as hell. At this situation, scares me. I, I could probably maybe go for another wide receiver, but I'm going to wait on it, uh, even though because I have my two potential pitfalls in Perriman and Gordon, but I'm going to go for a running back here with some upside to add to my stellar top two running backs that I have. Give me Paul Perkins out in New York. Give me the, the opportunity with Rashad Jennings falling apart. Uh, Andre Williams has not impressed me at all. Orleans Darkwad does not scare me at all. I think this guy's got potential to, to steal a lot of carries by uh, week five, week six. Good pick. Yeah. I mean, at this point in the draft, he's one of those guys that could pay off in spades. He's also one of those guys that you could end up dropping in week seven because he's not getting touches. <laughs> but, you gotta, but, but I think if you draft a guy like this, you have to think like I do. Wait till week five, six, seven before you even start thinking about that because that's when he'll start to even get chances. And now we've got the man, Tom Brady, coming off the board in round 11 by great OC. It's a great pick. I mean, at this point, you know, now you've just got to draft a guy in round 14 to make up for those first four weeks, if those even stick. Yep. But there's just so much talent. We're drafting QBs late. We, we are. are. And that happens in mocks. And I'll tell you what, the way that the quarterback position has kind of changed right now, there are still some great viable quarterbacks there that would have been like top three or four round picks uh, three in the last one, two, three, four years, depending on which way you want to look at these guys. So even if you're in that situation in a 12-team league, he could have the potential to stream through the first four weeks to get to Tom Brady. Absolutely. I, I could see Mo taking another quarterback here with party with your pants golf. Uh, he doesn't have a quarterback or a tight end on this team right now. He's got six wide receivers and five running backs. Six and four running backs? Yeah, six and four, four running backs, and that's my issue of concern. I believe Barnage is still available. He's the highest tight end on my board, but there's a lot of tight ends I think have a ton of upside. So although I do like Barnage, Barnage in the to, But you know what? I've already got two uh, rookies. Uh, I was possibly thinking of another rookie running back, but you know what? I kind of talked myself into Barnage. I'm going to take him. That's a good pick in the 11th round. Yeah, it's solid. And uh, you're, I'm going to love this pick in the 11th round for me. I'm backing up Andrew Luck with a guy who I also have as my potential top 10 quarterback, guy that I'm highest out of everybody, Derek Carr. We're yeah. taking the car to town. I think Carr and that offense just has this sort of season ability to be last year's Jacksonville that just blows up a little bit. And it's all of a sudden great things are happening. And it's not a risk as a starter either. I got him as the backup, so that's even better. Vincent Jackson. Do I like this pick? No. Is it okay at this point? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need a, I need another wide receiver, and Vincent Jackson, the 11th, fine. He's the I'll highest on my tears right now. Don. To tell you the truth, when Mo started talking up Charles Sims, I thought he was going to take Vincent Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Is, um, oh, he had Vincent Jackson, if I remember correctly, as a top 20 receiver last year or something like that. Right, Mo? Last year, I did like him. Uh, it, well, I think it's six out of eight seasons he's done uh, 1,000 yards. Uh, I, I think age is catching up with him, injury, uh, injured last year. I still like him. I just don't like him as much as I did last year. The 11th round ain't bad for him, though, I'd no. say. All right. Uh, I'm up. I'm going to take uh, Jordan Howard. 
Duh, Bears. 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 I'm going to draft two running backs here, and they're both going to be from the same team just because I don't know how the situation's going to shake out. But they've proven to be viable fantasy players when getting starts. Jamal Charles coming off an ACL injury. I'm going to take West first and then back it up with Ware. Nice. Those were the guys that were right, right in, right in my wheelhouse when I took Howard. Agreed. I just didn't know which one, but that's a good move. Take them both. That's that, I had the advantage of having the wraparound. You know, it's something you could do when you don't know exactly who the guy's gonna be, and you're drafting early, or you know, even when it gets later. If you're at the end of the draft and you just like the situation and you know the run scheme that they run there, it it, it could pay off, but it. Could just kill a spot on my bench. I'm going to need a guy to drop eventually. Well, and you know what? you got to figure, once you get into those back-end rounds, there's usually about two or three guys that you're really willing to drop at the beginning of the year anyway. So take a chance. Yeah, we're back on the clock for prescription yeah, hugs. I'm looking. Um, He's got four running backs, four wide receivers, uh, two quarterbacks, and a tight end to make up his 11 players. He's got a pretty well-balanced roster. So we could go with a backup tight end if you yeah, felt that's like that. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. Um, but God, I, there's some there's some other action here that's interesting. You know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to do a CJ2K. CJ2K could be the. I mean, if, when if he was David, playing if, last season. If, if if David if David gets hurt, it ain't it ain't Andre Ellington. Yeah. Yeah, that was proven. <laughs> So, we've got up your butt, Joe Boo, on the clock. Dogmatica making another pick here. He drafted that early Gronk and that early Rodgers. So, is he going to look back at that quarterback tight end position, or is he just going to keep loading up at running back and wide receiver like he's been the last six rounds? Blake Whoa, Bortles. Blake Bortles. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a no-brainer, too, at this point. <laughs> I thought you would have gone your other guy that you've been – the older guy on the East Coast, yeah, near yeah. near DC. That yeah, you've been, been doing. He's always been my guy, and I'll get him with my next round. <laughs> I'll get him with my other team. Okay, Ezekiel two five one seven. so I can either go tight end here. I'm either going tight end or I'm going wide receiver. And I'll tell you what, I like the tight end better, and I want to take the upside. Give me ASJ. That's not the upside one I would have taken, but okay. <laughs> well, I just like Ebron. I know you like better. Ebron better, and, and there's a guy that I haven't given ahead of him, but I I didn't want to take him. I I'm I'm sticking to my belief and love in Tampa Bay and Josh Norman out of the South. <laughs> Party with your pants golf. Still no quarterback on his team. We recapped his team with the last pick. Yeah, that's. I think I can still wait on court. Well, yeah. <laughs> You know what? Actually, the guy, the the running back I'm thinking about, I think he might be there on the way back. So I am going to go with uh, QB. Looking at my ADPs, this QB should go before the running back I'm thinking of. And I'm going to take an old man Rivers. Oh, not bad, not bad. Man Rivers. We've got a couple of high Red upside quarterbacks man still to be selected. Rivers. <laughs> Guys that I like, I know that I can wait till the end to grab them, which is great. Rivers started off the season phenomenal. Uh, injuries plagued that offensive line, and of course, when his number one wide receiver went down, really suffered. But uh, I think that offensive line's shaping up. Uh, pass catchers shaping up. I uh, like Rivers. 
Nelson Aguilar. I didn't know if he would be drafted in our league this year. <laughs> I like it, though. Uh, you know, there's upside yeah. there. I mean, the second wide receiver for Philly is completely open. Aguilar's got a draft pedigree uh, that can lead to big things. No, it's not the same offense, though. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, well, David, took David Austin. C. Thomas nice. said Nelson That's Aguilar is the best wide receiver he's seen in ten, uh, route runner in 10 years. I, I wonder if he repeated that after this season of seeing Sterling Shepard. Because <laughs> did, did you read the Sterling Shepard scouting report yet? Not from David T., no. So I took no. Austin Safarian Jenkins with my other team, but we're going to Eric Ebron with this team. So there you go. <laughs> The Oompa Loompas will back up Eifert with Ebron and uh, feeling pretty good. Well, that's a good pick. And then Jarek McKinnon immediately comes off the board by Dogmatica. That's a great pick. Yeah. Dude, if you you want to take a backup, so I'm, I'm, I'm D'Angelo Williams backing up uh, Le'Veon Bell, Jarek McKinnon backing up AP. I like those situations. No reason I want to take my boy Marcus Mariota. I like Mariota. That was the guy who I was thinking about other than Ebron. I was wondering if I was uh, should go that route, but I I figured he was not going to come back within two picks of you coming back out there. You know mm-hmm. the guy, I, just because we're on a little run of him right here, and I, I've got I've got my guy, you like that, but I'm going to I'm gonna back him up, and this is another like situational kind of situation where I've got situational A situational situation? situation. <laughs> Tier 3, number 7 right now, quarterback. I've got him higher than a lot of players. Joe Flacco. That's the one. Yeah, that's, that's who you're talking about with me, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was yeah. mentioning before, yeah. yeah. But East I Coast still, guy near D.C., that would be Joe Flacco. Yeah. I think uh, there's a little red-haired ginger that could be better than Joe Flacco next season. Potentially. Yeah. He's done it before. I mean, to be honest, Tyrod, Derek Carr, I got I Flacco way higher. higher. I got I, way I, higher. No, no, no I have Flacco higher, but I got... I got Dalton is uh, straight the schedule for Flacco. He's really the second nice. of my Dalton. of my two quarterbacks, uh, highest quarterbacks left on the board, but uh, one I have significantly higher. Fuller, and we know that I love that like guy it. more than anybody else. Let's let PK Ripper speak. What do you? Th- what do you, What's going on? Give us a shout out here with your Fuller pick, my man. Yeah, I like Will Fuller. I like what Houston's doing, rebuilding. Brock the Rock over there gonna gonna pedal that ball around pretty deep. So I think Fuller is a good play. I like that too, big time. That's a good. That's a good call. Hey guys, just so you know, let's, let's keep plugging away on this. But basically, what I'm going to have to do to because now that we're on Blog Talk Radio, they have a cap on how big the file size I can add up is, and I don't want the audio to sound crappy. So let's try and plug through this. But we've still got a lot of time. I know we're well, all we tired. Cleared at 14. Right. Ross says 16. No kicker. No, no defense. kicker. No defense. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Right. Done. Okay, but well, I'm just saying. Here's almost my point. I don't think I can put this podcast even. Uh, okay, okay let's just. Uh, I think it might have to be two, regardless. We'll see. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, but if, if, if let's just let's just go all the way through 16. I know that's too long, we'll but I might have to split that one in half, or I'll have to decrease the audio level. I can't make it through 16. Okay, well let's just move okay. fast. We okay. can do it. Kenneth Dixon. Ken, Theo Reddick. Kenneth Dixon. Good pick. Dixon was yeah, maybe some running both. backs love both. Uh, Dixon, he is uh, the exact prototype uh, of a running back you're looking for a Tressman offense. Uh, it could be good things in Baltimore. I liked him a lot more than, than Forsett. I thought Forsett went too early, but we, uh, peop, that just happens. A lot of people think my picks are early, too, and I get it. Uh, Todd Packs, Bolzo Green. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Got me on the gun here. So I'm going to go ahead and I think I'm going to go with Mr. Devin 
Punches. Oh, my oh, boy! Dini got bunched up. We're back to the Merkin Mopers. Ah, oh, the Merkin Mopers are not feeling nothing. Um, okay. Blah, 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 blah. The Merkin Mo Mopers are Mopey? Yeah, we're Mopey. I gotta take a running back, but remember, that Mike Adams pick is Arian Foster. Uh, so I do have three. Um, you know what I'm gonna do here? I don't love that pick. Um... All right, I'm going to do, just because of all the bullshit talk that you hear out of uh, the new coach, I'm going to do the Crow, Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, I mean, at this point, do you have any real true standard running backs left who are going to do it on first and second down like Isaiah Crowell could? And in the red zone, that's a good pick. In the 13th round, the, the smelling salt... Cowboys. Got two QBs on the roster. Lots of different guys. I'm going to take a guy who I think got picked up into a good situation in the seventh round of the draft uh, with only Matt Jones on the roster and take Keith Marshall. All right. Nice. I would say that Maybe after Kaepernick, this might be your favorite player ever. I'm going to take Christine Michael there. <laughs> D-Rex. Good. He is my favorite, for sure. Okay. What do you got for us, Deanie? Jameis Winston! Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, I love it. And let's just talk about Andy Dalton, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill still all being there. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so happy to take Jameis Winston, who I am higher than all of those guys, and higher than Joe Flacco and Blake Bortles and Marcus Mariota and Kirk Cousins. Why don't we let Dog talk you out of that one? Yeah, tough <laughs> schedule in the entire league. I don't, you know what? I'm not even going to go on. I don't, I don't have time to tell you how. Much tell me about it in the next podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Graham Jimmy Graham and Julius Thomas two upside wow. tight ends that have tons of downside as well uh, I like but it though. ballsy Jimmy in the 13th if he comes back even semi-healthy there's good things to be had party with your pants golf yes uh, I, boy I, I never do this because I totally believe in uh Picking up QBs off the waiver wire and just rolling with it, I think that's a great strategy if you don't hit it out of the park. But I'm kind of wanting a little insurance with Phillip Rivers, and I think my running back flyer is going to be there. So I'm going to take a swing with Dalton. Nice. He's my highest guy. By far the highest guy left of my tears, I think. Yeah. Uh... All right, um, I can kind of go one of, you know what, I'm going to go with the rookie here uh, with some upside. I'm going to take Sterling Shepard. Gone. Gone. Gone? All right, round. Damn it. I will take, I hate him, hate him, hate him. He hate me. I hate him. I will take, reluctantly, but I will take Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen. My well, last I'm not guy super excited back, yeah. about it, but I will take Shane Vereen. If there's a running back left that you can still be excited about, then yeah. I'm going to write his name yeah. down, and he'll be moved up in my tears. To be honest, Stag's pick with the Marshall, who you've talked to me about before, um, and I probably should have uh, locked in. But again, 
didn't I haven't integrated all my rookies. Who's up next? I don't know if I could take more players that I absolutely hate in this league <laughs> my than I have been. But yeah. him, putting him on Baltimore with an arm like Flacco, and I find that very interesting, especially since he's a lot more established than somebody like a Perriman or uh or even an Aiken to me. I forgot to put him in my in my tears. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad this last He's year. He's been on my fantasy some... team in my keeper league for the last six to five years ever since he was stuck in the air. Flacco, from what I hear, everything I've heard, Flacco is in love with him. Absolutely in love with him. I believe it. So I'm so, interested in that. You're I, interested in that? I love? just took Dwayne Allen. <laughs> hey man. Backup tight end. <laughs> Jam session here. <laughs> he got invited to he got invited to a uh, acoustic. <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on. I wanna, I wanna, oh, I ain't just picking around either. <laughs> I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. You seem to prefer the latter. You had to make the pick, didn't you? Yeah, I'm really? sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna take DeAndre Washington. That was uh, my other guy who was decided between Chamberine. Uh, you know, potentially if Latavius Murray goes down, I don't trust Roy Hulu Jr. Tywan Jones, a converted cornerback. Marcel Reese, a fullback. Jamaz Alawale, or whoever the other fullback is that they like to use at running back. Well, I don't trust very many of those guys. Uh, so I'll take the rookie out of Texas Tech, see what he could potentially do, and then I'll back that up. With a Matthew Stafford. Enjoy that. Yeah. He could end up on the waiver wire real quick. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the last of your picks, man. The rest are kicker and defense. This is like, come on now. Yep. Close out with a bang. Bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. All right. I'm going to do myself some uh, wide receiver action. Why not? I'm just going to live by my tears. Ugh, don't really want to. Um, you know what I'm going to do here? I'm just going to live by my tears. Who knows what's going to happen? Actually, he's not signed. Uh, I'm not going to do that yet. Give me a second. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Jeff Janice. Jeff Janice. You got to whisper that because the truthers might hear you. <laughs> The truthers. Up your butt, Joe Boo. I'll be honest. Um, I'm not doing kicker defense. I don't care. We'll pick them for you. You got. You got to leave. Yeah, that, either that. But I don't even why understand why we're doing it. <laughs> to be honest, going in the draft kick. Oh, okay. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, I'll give that to you. Uh, here is the pick. And again, I'm taking the backups from y'all. As soon as he eats too much salad and falls into James uh, anorexic Starks. anonymous, good pick. I'll take a James Starks. In That's the good 14th pick. Round, can't complain about it. Absolutely. Good pick. I will take the Walter Payton Man of the Year, Anquan Bolden. That's who I was going to take. He's not even going to be not, in the system. That's why that was that was that was who I was going to take, but he's not signed. But I like it. He will he will be signed, and he will give you. I like something. I like it. I like it. It's a good pick. So you took Omar Bolden. Omar Bolden. How <laughs> like it? Not even in the system. <laughs> Uh, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, uh, Lord knows I love a Zach Center. A lot of mouths to feed in uh, Detroit and Kenyon Drake. You know, they say no cartilage there for Jahi, and Drake is right in position. Could be a good opportunity. Yeah, I considered Kenyon Drake over DeAndre Washington. Matt Ryan to the Dogmatics. 
Me? I didn't Oh, take sorry, that was OC. OC. It was such a quick pick that I was yeah. surprised. <laughs> so Matt Ryan goes late, and I'm going to take a But guy. he also gets paired with Tom Brady. So that's a pretty good quarterback combo if you're heading into the season. Just fine. So I'll take a guy that was probably a darling pick last year, and now is just like a duckling, ugly duckling pick. Give me the potential rebound. I'll take the opportunity. Devontae Adams. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad fourteen right For sure. What else do you want in round 14? I'll I mean, take it. Yeah. Well, I'll give you one better. Okay. The chance of Deion Lewis making it 16 games or even 10 games, I'd say, I'd give it about 3%. <laughs> Honestly, about 3%. I'm taking a James White. All right, he's right there in my tier. I can't complain about that. Uh, my last pick here, I'm going to finish it off. I've got one, two, three, four, five running backs and five wide receivers. Uh, at, at that running back position, there's just guys I'm not really in love with left on the board. Um, but there's a, you know, a couple wide receivers. I could take a slow and steady guy and maybe a Kendall Wright. Who, I Why? De- Why? De- because he could be better than Rashard Matthews. Or, I'm, well, not, that's not what I'm going to do. Calm down. Okay. And then I'm just going to take Michael Thomas on the Saints. There you go. Just in case Sneed doesn't turn out to be the guy, Michael Thomas is that next guy up. They spent a high draft pick on him. They're, they're, not, like they're not expecting him to, to uh, come in and, and do something here. And, and that's the, the one. Of Ohio State. Come and on. that's the one on New Orleans and not Los Angeles. I will, say, I will say flat out, the Ohio I State feel one. terrible. Absolutely terrible for Kendall Wright. He got drafted to the worst we possible team <laughs> that he could have been drafted to because that guy has all the talent in the world and he was just in the worst position. His whole career has been ruined because of it. It's a bummer. All right. The M- Merker, the Moping Merker, Merpers or whatever are taking Steven Gostinkowski. Yep. That's one of your 10 or 20 tips or however many we did to win yep. the league. Do it a, you know, take, a round early. Jumping on I, I do early. I do leagues that have a lot more rounds than sixteen. Yeah, and I I would be taking him not this early in that, but I I, I in a twenty four uh, team uh, round league, I'll take that guy in the nineteenth. I will. I like his points. You walk in with ten to thirteen points a week. Good times. You do know there's no I N in his name, though, right? Did I say Gostin Goskowski? Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know that. I've had him on my team for the last you four do. years. I know. <laughs> he always has I say Gosling. I do. I always do Gosling. I do. I do. I always do say Gosling. I must have like grown up with some Inkowski person. I do always say PK, what you got for Mohamed Sanu? Got Mohamed Sanu from Atlanta. I like to change the scenery for him, and I like him playing on the opposite side of Julio Jones. I mean, in the 14th round, it could work out, or it could be ignored, but like a second wide receiver always has uh, <laughs> on that sort of system. And Kyle Shanahan's offense, you know. But hey, Leonard Hankerson had some good weeks. <laughs> Fucking A. Fucking good, A. Good pick, good pick. I was thinking about taking Ted a couple rounds ago. Good pick, Moski. Yeah, well, again... Might as well. I uh, don't think he's going to repeat what he had last year, but uh, just an offense is outstanding there, so a lot to go around. And uh, are we going, kicker Andy? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Lord, I wasn't even prepared for that. I don't know. Give me uh, Seattle. They play in a great uh, great Who, conference. Who's your other Seattle. player? It was Ted Ginn Jr. Oh, Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. 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 
pro-size pickle. Seattle, all right. Ripper. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for having me. From now, I think I'm going to go with Mr. Steven Hauschka. Hauschka, Hauschka. Hoosh. Guy kicks 50-yard field goals. If you get field goal bonuses, he's a plus right there. Hoosh, there it is. Back to the Merkin Mopers. The Mopskis. Ah, freaking A. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to back up my earlier um, pick of Jeremy Langford. If he goes down, I, you know, I like that Howard pick, but I'll do Kadeem Carey. Yeah. Homer. Not usually. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I like this. <laughs> got more bears between two teams than I've ever Watson had. Watson Norris Perry, too. Um, are we allowed to trade? <laughs> I'm good. Okay, so for my defense, I'll take the Denver Broncos in hopes that they could repeat anything close to last season. Uh, in order to draft defenses, type the first three letters of the name and then defense, and then you'll be able to find them in the draft board. Arizona <laughs> defense goes next. Done. I will take the Kansas City Chief. Yeah. Who came on strong last year. Owns. Owns the chief. All right. Now we've got OC on the clock. He would like the top-ranked defense. He would like the Carolina Panthers. All righty. You got party with your pants, Golf. Houston. 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 We have a problem? Uh, Houston. All righty. Ezekiel, 2517. Uh, oh, we need a defense, too. Is, is Cincinnati still out there? They are. Cincinnati! Who day? Who day? Who day, Bengals? Uh, not who that, who day? I, I'm not sure what you're going for here. <laughs> That's their saying, the I know. day. Come on. Come I on, know, I know. It was a joke. Like it was Don't joke with me. Who's on the clock? Is that me? No. Who we got up? I don't know. Am I up? Yes. Oh, fuck. Are you up? Because you're yawning. Uh, I just, Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. I like it. And now we've got the prescription hugs. Oh, yes. We're hug We're going to hug. Who are we hugging right now? You know who we're going to hug? Brandon McManus. Brandon McManus. Long leg. I just don't like that. Of course. Yes. Yeah, you're playing the skin flute too, huh? That's oh, a long leg. That's where you go. That's where you go. Fucking Christ. I will take the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I and thought not, that was going to slip yeah. to me, you bastard. Me too. LAR defense. Come on, give it to me. LA defense. What's the abbreviation here? St. Louis? <laughs> yeah, STL. If you just put in Rams, it actually comes up. Okay. And then finally, kicker. I will take a kicker. I will take Chandler Catanzaro. Chandler Catanzaro. All right. Um, I am going to take as my defense for the hugs. I'll do the Houston Texans. Go on. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Um, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. 
I don't know if that was a good pick, but I don't give a crap. All righty. Up your butt. I'm up. Joe Boo. It is Joe Boo. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings. I thought you were going to take a second kicker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ezekiel 2517. And who are we taking but the kicker from Ezekiel's team? My favorite kicker, Dan Bailey. Bailey. Bailey's. That was the most exciting anybody's ever been to take a kick. I love Dan Bailey. <laughs> I've had him on my team for like the last four or five years. I can't believe how angry I was that you took him. I know. <laughs> That's the only guy I wanted left. <laughs> Party with your pants golf. No, oh, heck, they're kickers. Uh, and a lot of times this works out. I'm going to go with uh, the guy in Carolina, Gano. Uh, Gano. 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 You just stole the kicker from OC. I got Gano Rhea. (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) Blair Walsh for OC. As long as he doesn't miss in the playoffs, he'll be okay. Hopefully, you don't play in the playoffs. Mason Crosby. Give me that Green Bay offense. Oh, now you think it's going to rebound. Well, for the kicker. <laughs> for the kicker. But they don't put it in the end zone. Fuck it, I'll pair it up with an ODB. Give me a Josh Brownage. Have they even re-signed his old ass yet? Who fucking cares? <laughs> kicker, God damn it. It's a mock draft in, in May. What are you worried about? <laughs> Vinatieri. Yippee. All right. Noon. Um, Final defense. I'm going to do... For you? Jets! 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 Oh, old ass. <laughs> you do realize that... No, you know, I want to have Josh oh, Brown, yeah. right? No, you okay. take it from him. No, no, you no, take it from him. No, 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 you take it from him. Take it from him. No, I'm going to take... I'm going to... Oh, that pussy. No, you know what? If, if, if somebody loves the team so much... No, I'm going to go Patriots. Patriots. Oh, you're going to hate on him after loving on him. Hey, I'm patrioting it up. You got to give Jet Man his Jet fan team. Give it up. You got it. Really? And he Watch your pass on him. He took Oakland. He said, screw you. <laughs> I'm happy with New England. All right. Mo, finish her off. Wait, wait. Let's hear what the Ripper has to say about that one. What do you got, Rip? You got- oh, I love what Oakland's doing now. I mean, with the offensive side of the ball, and I think on the defensive side of the ball, they're doing just as much. I agree. Fully agree with that call. Right on. Uh, you're, one you're, more thing. Could I say something about defenses? I know yeah. we pick them last, but I, I got to tell you, in most leagues, I, I usually grab them around the 13th, 14th before I get to the last because I'll tell you what, either way, they're more, they, they strengthen your roster more than your bench because you're starting them. They add value to your, to your, to your team every week, bro. You know what I mean? They, they're not bench rock. You're starting a defense. I agree with that. I'll say one other point that I that I found, like when I hit Darren Sproles in the 16th round, when I had drafted my kicker and my defense in like rounds 13 and 14 or 14 and 15, and everybody else is going after the defense there, and I'm like, oh my God, here's the one guy we forgot about, and you're able to draft him in that last round. In some ways, that's kind of like you now have like a two round to think about at time. Who are the guys that are left? Who do you want? And sometimes. You make a better decision that way. I think a lot of it also depends on your scoring system as well. Yeah. Defenses in certain leagues don't score as much. I play in a league that they don't do much for you at all, so I do wait to the last round for something like that. You can also get a defense that no, nobody's suspecting. Like two years ago, I grabbed a Buffalo Bills in the last round that nobody's really expecting to be that good, and they happened 
to be the second best defense in the league. So every, it always happens. Every year there's three or four defenses yeah. that you can get that are going to surprise, and the ones that go high are a nightmare. But the, to, 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 to your point, PK, I agree. It's like uh, the Kadeem Carey, I could have gotten him in the 16th. I'm glad I backed him up or whatever. I like his, his game, but I, I missed out on a lot of defenses in, in, in the process. So I'd rather have had one of those defenses. Like you say, I, I know I have to play them week in and week out than take a, a Kadeem Carey, who's my sixth friggin' running back. Well, on that team, is probably my third. <laughs> <laughs> Final pick was by Mo Cairo. Yeah, I put the ascent on the wrong syllable when I did Graham Gano. So on that uh, on that front, I'm going to go with uh, Cairo Sintus. <laughs> nice, Dog Manicure, you're rolling out. Give a yeah. fist bump. Nice draft. Great Way to nice do work, it. boys. Good that stuff, was, y'all. That was, got some fingers right there. You well, he's going to split. I'll say bye to you guys quickly. Uh, PK Ripper, you're the man. Thanks for all the help. We love you. Our biggest social media fan of all time. Our uh, best Uber driver of all time. There's no question about that. Biggest Jets fan of all time. Nobody's de- nobody's delivered more. Well, how do you pronounce well, them? You can say, how do you, you pronounce say. it? M-E-M-E. How do you pronounce them? You, what? You always make fun of me about how I pronounce them. Which one? M-E-M-E. Meme? Meme. Okay. Our, the, no one in the history of man's done more memes than PK Ripper. Not across any social media. We love you, buddy. You're awesome. I love talking on the phone. You're a passionate dude. You know your uh, fantasy football, and you're just uh, you're a breath of fresh air. You're awesome. And let me just say this for, for my East Coast guy. You'll understand this from my other New Jersey Jet fan friend. Nice work, kid. <laughs> We're not from New Jersey. Hey, well... Hey, Hey. (laughs) not everybody's not from New Jersey, you know. Right on. Hey, Pyromaniac Mo, I know it's late for you too, buddy. Um, Congratulations on being done with all your school and stuff. Uh, It's got to feel great. We're Uh, we're in the home stretch. Home stretch, almost there. Uh, But thanks for everything. We know we got a bunch of stuff to do uh, this offseason and appreciate all you're bringing to the table. (laughs) um, I'm out this weekend, but we'll we'll catch up uh, sometime soon. Um, yeah, you're the man, just dude. A, just a little tease. Got uh, Matt Schauf coming up uh, very soon from Draft Sharks on a fantasy football talk. So uh, stay tuned. Awesome, awesome. Yo, Houdini, love you, buddy. You're the greatest. Uh, good stuff. Good teams. Stag party, always a pleasure. Thanks for setting all this up. Uh, let's do another mock again soon. Let's fire this stuff up. Amen, fellas. Thanks for doing it. You guys can peace out on your end on Skypesville. Uh, go enjoy the rest of your evening or go to bed, what have you. Or or feel free to stay stay in for the next four minutes and 15 seconds while Al Green lays his uh, sultry tones of, Here I am, uh, come and take me. So, oh, yeah. Love you, peeps. Thanks, Pyros.
Regulations. <laughs> 